leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. From the era that brought you names like Chamberlain, Russell, and West. The Chamberlain, he's got it. Jerry West made it from the other side of the mid-court strike. To the glory days of Magic and Kareem. Jabbar is on the brink of an NBA all-time record. A time where last-second shots were expected. Here comes Kobe from way outside. Got it! Oh, man! Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James! And rings were handed out like him. Here's Jordan. Yes! It's Duncan Dynasty with your host, Garrett Bougay, and it starts right now. Welcome to Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bougay, and this is a special League Pass Radio edition, as I will be bringing you Game 7 of the first round series between the four-seed Houston Rockets and the five-seed Oklahoma City Thunder. This Game 7 will uh, take place right after the conclusion of this Eastern Conference second-round series between the one-seed Milwaukee Bucks and the four-seed Miami Heat. There is uh, just 19.6 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter of this one with the Heat. A 113-107 advantage to potentially take a 2-0 series lead against what uh, many people believed, and uh, I'm included in that, the the Eastern Conference champion Bucks. They, uh, the Bucks have, have really struggled to slow down Miami despite being the best defense in the NBA for the last two seasons. Uh, so uh, if, if we end up going to to an overtime in this ball game if, if Milwaukee is able to somehow erase this six-point deficit here in the closing seconds I will uh, I will you'll get some some additional play-by-play of that as uh, leading into the Houston Oklahoma City ball game but uh, if you've never listened to a league pass radio episode before I'm going to be providing a live play-by-play of course I have a broadcasting background and some some radio experience so I'll be bringing you play-by-play, but then also, you know, I uh, am someone that uh, uh, am very invested and passionate about the sport of basketball. I enjoy statistics and analytics and and uh, advanced stats, so I've I've uh, I've got all of that for for you uh, 
for you basketball nerds out there as well. I'll be uh, providing my thoughts uh, and, and analysis throughout the game as well as my thoughts and uh, about the, the other series that are going on in the uh, the NBA playoffs. Of course, we, we're not uh, usually getting playoff basketball in September, but uh, I, for one, am, am very happy about it. But uh, there will be no commercial breaks during this broadcast. I will be uh, I'll be talking through all of the uh, the stoppages during the game. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, any things that you want me to talk about, feel free to uh, tweet me at Garrett Bougay. That's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-B-U-G-A-Y. So if you send something my way, I'll I'll uh, I'll be uh, Refreshing the Twitter feed here as as the game progresses, and, and hopefully I'll be able to answer all of your questions. And uh, it should be a fun one. It's been a, a absolutely fascinating series to this point. Uh, game one, Houston ended up taking it 123 to 108, as uh, Oklahoma City just didn't really seem prepared uh, with uh, with a strategy to really attack the Houston's uh, switching defense. It really felt kind of like a game where the Thunder were just sort of uh, catching up to the intensity of the series. Game two felt more like playoff basketball. Of course, Lou Dort, the Rockets' uh, big-time defensive stopper, was uh, was out in game one. He came back in game two, and you could immediately see that he made things a little bit more difficult on the likes of James Harden, um, especially when uh, when Harden tried to attack him one-on-one. And uh, game two of the series, Houston took it or took it 111-98. Uh, but then the Thunder coming back. Game three, Oklahoma City won 119-107. Game four, the Thunder evened the series with a 117-114 win. And in game five, Houston took back control and took a 3-2 series lead with a convincing 114-80 win where uh, Lou Dort went 0 for 9 from 3. That's the thing. The Thunder have this balancing act of, uh, you know, successfully playing Dort and playing him a lot of minutes, you know, and uh, having him as an option on James Harden to slow down the Houston offense. But at the same time, Dort is a, a guy that struggles on uh, on the offensive end, shooting the basketball. So Oklahoma City and, and head coach Billy Donovan had had a balancing act to work there. As uh, it appears that uh, the the game game seven is uh, currently airing on ESPN News. So I uh, finally got that message. So we have the action here, and it's already underway. The score as of now is uh, seven to five. Uh, the Rockets with a two-point edge. Here's Russell Westbrook with a basketball. Throws it into the corner to Tucker. Right wing to Harden. His three is no good. Rebound by Chris Paul. He finds Lou Dort on the break, but his dunk is blocked by Covington. A wonderful defensive play there from the defensive stopper. Here's Westbrook on the other end. Tries a reverse layup on Adams. No good. Rebound Oklahoma City. Here's Paul pushing it. Gilgis Alexander right wing into the corner for Dort. No good. Steven Adams gets his paws on the rebound. Kicks it back out to CP3. Guarded by Westbrook. Now Paul gets a screen. Picks up his dribble. Throws it cross court. Dort wide open again. The Thunder are going to, I mean, excuse me, the Rockets are going to live with that as Dort able to knock that one in. On the floor for Houston, it's Harden, Tucker, Westbrook, Covington, and Gordon. 
as Harden steps back from three on the right wing. That one's off the back of the iron. Rebound Gallinari. He'll hand it to Paul. Paul walks into the front court. Gets a screen now switched on to by Covington. Paul, of course, had great success at the end of game six with this matchup as he steps back for another three and he hits. Chris Paul knocks down the Thunder's second consecutive three ball as uh, it looks like a couple of players, Westbrook and Adams, former teammates, both fell to the floor. Looks like they're both okay. Here's Harden back for the Rockets. Euro step can't finish. Adams tips it to Gallinari. Gallinari will push it over to the right wing. He'll back down now against Westbrook. Lowers his shoulder. Westbrook takes the hit and draws the charge. Oklahoma City wearing all whites with the blue, red, and orange trim. And they're technically the road team, despite the fact that this is a neutral site affair. And the Rockets in their all-black uniforms with the red trim. Here's Gordon with a basketball, dribbles to the free-throw line, kicks it out, right wing Covington, three ball, that's good. So both teams shooting the ball well here in the early going. Thunder lead it 11-10, 7.28 to go in the first. Here's Chris Paul with a basketball, top of the key, throws it right wing to Gilgis Alexander. Guarded by Westbrook, he finds Gallinari cutting to the free throw line, and he hits the jumper. Rockets uh, kind of falling asleep on the weak side there. Gallo able to just make an easy cut and get an open jumper. Here's Harden with a basketball. Drives, bumps off Dort, gets an open look, but can't convert. Rebound, Delino Gallinari. He'll hand it off to Paul. Paul gets a screen from Gallo going to his right. Now switched on to by Covington once again. Paul isolating at the top of the key. Drives left, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Dort again, wide open. He'll fire it up. That one's short. Rebound, Tucker. Here is Gordon with the basketball right wing for Houston. Gets cut off by Dort. And again, beautiful defense there. Gordon will step back and take a three and hit. Eric Gordon has been struggling from downtown in this series, but he's able to get that one to go and tie the game at 13. Here's Paul right wing to Gallo. Gallo will drive right on Covington. Gets past him, but Covington gets his hands on it. The ball poked out to Paul. He'll find Dort on the left side. He crosses over, gets into the paint. Beautiful fake and up and under move and puts it up and in with the right hand. That ball just crept over the rim. Here's Westbrook pushing it back for for the Rockets. He kicks it to Tucker in the right corner. He finds Gordon. He hits his second consecutive three. That's a good sign for Houston if Eric Gordon has it going from downtown, he's already two for two. 5.55 to go in the first. The Rockets have a one-point edge, 16 to 15. Here's Paul, throws it left side, Dort right back to Paul. Paul back to Dort. He hesitates and then tries to get it back to CP3, and it's stolen by Covington. Covington to Gordon. He'll drive past Gallo, but blows the layup. Galadari finds Gilgis Alexander. They've got a four-on-four situation. Gilgis, Alexander to Gallinari, left wing to Paul. Paul guarded by Covington. A beautiful lob to Adams under the hoop, and he, he throws it down with two hands. And Oklahoma City takes a 17-16 edge, and Houston will call time with 5.24 to go in the first period. As... Uh, We've got a little bit of overlap in the, the ball games because uh, the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks game, the opening game of this doubleheader tonight, is still ongoing. There's four seconds left in that one with the Heat holding a three-point lead. So Miami hanging on there, and if they pull that one out, they'll take a commanding 
two to nothing lead in that best of seven series. Actually, I've got a score update now. It's Milwaukee scored a two, but they're still down one. So it's 114-113 with four seconds remaining. So as soon as I'm done with this broadcast, I certainly will go back and uh, watch the conclusion of that one. And actually now uh, we've got a tie ball game. It looks like maybe uh, maybe there was a foul and, and the Bucks uh, got free throws. So uh, we are tied in that one, and it looks like maybe that might go to overtime, although maybe uh, Miami might have an opportunity to win it with a last-second desperation shot. But again, uh, you know... With uh, the the talk of this series, a lot of it has just come down to whether these games have been have been tight affairs, and if they have been, if they've been within three or five points in the last couple of minutes, the Thunder have won these ball games. They won Game Three in overtime. Uh, they won a, a tight one in Game Four, one seventeen, one fourteen, and then Game Six, down three two, their season on the line. Chris Paul saved them with uh, an eight-point uh, run late in the game, hitting a couple of threes over Covington, and OKC won that one 104-100. to You know, the Rockets have won a couple of games in this series by 15 or more, so when these have been kind of blowout affairs, the uh, the Rockets have, uh, have done pretty well for themselves. But, you know, Oklahoma City has been the best clutch team in the NBA all year long, and uh, that has continued in this series. So uh, the fact that they've uh, you know gotten off to a decent start offensively, you've got to be uh, pretty excited about that if you're a Thunder fan because they've had the, in the games that they've lost, they've had some stretches where they have just gone on some incredibly incredibly poor scoring droughts where they go for four or five minutes scoring two points essentially. Uh, so so solid start. Although I will say you know they. They have continued, the Rockets have continued to leave Dort in the early going of this game, and he's already fired up a couple of shots. He has hit one, but uh, the Thunder and, and Dort specifically have to do a better job of not just settling for those shot attempts, putting the ball on the floor. You know, if no one's guarding you, attack the basket, draw some help, and, and make the next play. Try to uh, set up your teammates or finish at the rim. But, you know, if, if he's going to attempt a dozen three-point attempts in this ballgame, I think Mike D'Antoni and the Rockets are going to be pretty pleased with that. The officials for, uh, for this game is Scott Foster, Pat Freyer, and Tony Brown. The alternate is Trey Maddox. Again, this is a battle between the four seed in the West, the Houston Rockets, with a 44-28 and record, and the five seed Thunder with an identical record. Uh, Houston, 7th in offense, 14th in defense, 9th in, in net rating at plus 2.7. As we get back from the commercial break, Harden runs pick and roll with Jeff Green. A beautiful pocket pass, and Green finishes with the right hand off the glass. 5.05 to go in this back-and-forth first quarter. Paul, guarded by Gordon, gets a screen from Noel. Paul loses the basketball. It's stolen by Covington. One-on-one -on -one in transition. Paul tries to get the steal. Doesn't get it, but Covington blows the layup. Back comes the Thunder. Here's Schroeder. He finds Gallo, and it looks like he's going to travel. He uh, he caught the pass and and didn't know what to do with the basketball and uh, took a couple of steps. So uh, the Rockets will get it back, leading by one. Harden, dribbling with his right hand, rejects the screen. Euro steps into the paint and draws the foul. I believe it's going to be on... 
Dennis Schroeder. Uh, that's not something you see that often from Harden. He usually likes to likes to use the screen and get going to his left hand, but that time rejected it and uh, did the drive with his offhand there. Not as good finishing at the basket with the right, but uh, able to, to draw the foul and, and get to the line as he knocks down the first. One thing that the Thunder have done an excellent job of in this series is limiting Harden's free throw attempts. Harden, uh, for the season, averaged 11.8 attempts. Of course, that led the NBA. And in this series, it's down to just 8.5, so 3.3 less free throws per game. So that's been, it's been, uh, you know, pretty good discipline from the Thunder to avoid fouling. Here's Paul with the basketball, hands it off to Gilgis Alexander on the right wing. He had an open three, but passes it up. He'll drive to the line, to the lane, puts it up with a right hand on the left-hand side and gets it to go off the glass. So Gilgis Alexander, after a pretty poor game six, able to get that one to go. Harden gets into the paint, kicks it right corner. Daniel House three, and he nails it. James Harden with a great drive, gets all the way to the bucket and makes that sling pass with the left hand. Here's Schroeder with the basketball, goes behind the back, throws it left wing, Gallinari fakes the three, drives into the paint, and draws the on-the-floor foul. So Houston up by four here, with a little over four minutes to go in this first quarter. And, uh, you know, one of the things, obviously, that's going to be crucial for the Rockets in this ball game is just the, a matter of, of knocking down their threes. They're going to put up a lot, and if they hit a good percentage, you know, you got to like their chances. Here's Dort with the basketball, 12 on the shot clock, guarded by Harden on the left wing. He'll isolate. He'll drive right, gets into the paint, pulls it back, and Harden got a piece of it. Again, that's really not Dort's game there. Harden with the basketball now, gets over the timeline at the top of the key, goes between the legs. Now waiting a screen from Green. will get it, gets bumped by Dort, throws up the shot, and it looks like we're going to have an offensive foul on Jeff Green on the screen. So uh, that's why Dort uh, kind of looked wild as he careened into James Harden. But uh, that'll be a, a timeout on the floor. Houston leading at 23-19 to with 347 to go in the first quarter. As it looks like, uh, you know, going over the NBA scores here, it appears that uh, the Miami Heat have won Game 2 on a game-winning shot. I, I uh, have not seen the highlights yet, but the final score in that one appears to be Miami 116, Milwaukee 114. So a huge win for the Miami Heat, team that was an obvious underdog in this series, and uh, they take a commanding 2-0 lead, and if Milwaukee is going to come back and win... They'll have to win four of the next five games, which is a tough feat against just about anybody, and especially with the way uh, the, the Miami Heat team has been playing. But, uh, you know, one of the things that's been such a surprise, again, the, the Bucks, such a terrific defensive unit, giving up 116 points. Uh, you know, they've got this vaunted... Uh, duo of Giannis, who of course won Defensive Player of the Year, and Brooke Lopez, who takes away everything inside with his enormous size and length. But Miami hasn't really uh, relied too much on getting all the way to the hoop. You know, Goran Dragic was a guy that uh, 
you know, can can get to about five, ten feet and uh, hit hit little floaters. He hit a bunch going left off the glass, and, and he can kind of just put that shot off, uh, put that shot up with a lot of arc over the arms of uh, of Lopez, and uh, he's been really effective at that. Jimmy Butler has still been able to get to the line quite a bit in the series, drawing fouls, and you know the the fact that the Heat have been able to spread the Bucks out, put. Uh, Kelly Olynyk out there as a stretch five with second units that has made things difficult for that Milwaukee drop back defensive scheme. So uh, the Bucks, you know, they've got a series on their hands. If they weren't taking it seriously after Gabe Wood, they certainly have to start taking it seriously now. And uh, you know, I, I originally picked uh, Milwaukee to win that series in six or seven. Now it's that's starting to look questionable. But of course, you know, with the fact that these games are on a neutral court, you know, losing if Milwaukee had lost the first two at home and then you were going for games three and four on the road, uh, you know, that's a uh, that's a much more dire circumstance than what they're in here. Whereas, you know, Miami's not going to get the the home crowd advantage for the next uh, a couple of games. So. Certainly, uh, the Bucks are not out of it, but uh, yeah, this has got to be a wake-up call, and they've got to figure some things out defensively uh, and how to stop this Miami offense. So, uh, you know, for for that uh, start of the the uh, the first quarter there, while the the Bucks Heat game was concluding, we were watching this on ESPN News. But now we're back over to ESPN, and uh, the game is back on the screen. If you're trying to sync up with me, here's uh, Oklahoma City with the basketball going from left to right here in this first quarter. Here is Dennis Schroeder with the ball, guarded by Rivers, throws it left wing to SGA. He goes behind the back, picks up his dribble, throws it cross court. Dort catches it, fakes the three, gets to the hoop, can't finish, and we've got a blocking foul. So Dort will go to the line. That's something I think Billy Donovan wants to see more of from Dort. Don't settle for that three-point shot, a shot that he is certainly not very good at. Attack the basket and uh, and, and make a play, either get to the hoop and uh, get a layup or draw a foul or find a teammate. So Dort putting the first up, and that one rattles out. And uh, the... The lack of three-point shooting also extends to his free-throw shooting. He's just not very good as a uh, as a jump shooter from basically anywhere on the floor. The second free-throw is up and in. So Houston leading it 23-20, 3.23 to go in this opening period. Harden dribbles it into the front court on the right side, gets a screen from Green, now th- throws it cross-court to Rivers. Rivers isolating, kicks into the corner. Robert Covington, left corner, three, no good. Rebound by SGA. He'll dribble it left side, gets a screen from Noel, and we've got an offensive foul. Noel was certainly not set there, and uh, that'll be a turnover. Ball will go back to the Rockets. You know, when you talk about a game seven, when it's all said and done, it's little mistakes like that. You know, you've got guys a little bit eager, maybe a little bit anxious to to perform, trying to do a little bit too much, and uh, those can come back to bite you. Already seven turnovers for the Thunder. Here's Covington. He kicks it left wing house, sidestep three, now throws into the corner to Rivers. His three's no good. Green tips it, though. Covington gets it, puts it up. No. Green will get another opportunity at it and finally gets it to go. So the Rockets, obviously playing small, don't usually attack the glass, but that time getting three opportunities, and finally it con- they convert. 
as uh, SGA drives to the free throw line, and it's a foul on Austin Rivers as he tried to strip him on the crossover move. Steven Adams checking back into the game for Oklahoma City. One thing you've got to keep an eye out for with the Thunder and, and how well their offense is flowing is how often are they playing with multiple guys that the Thunder don't have to respect from outside as uh, we're, we're getting a look at Steven Adams getting a bit of a massage there, so he must be dealing with some sort of issue. But uh, how often the Thunder are playing with with guys that the Rockets don't have to respect. This lineup is pretty good because Baisley has been a decent shooter. He's shooting 57% from above the break threes in this series. And Adams really the only non-shooting threat out there. So here's Schroeder with the ball at the top of the key, guarded by Green. He'll drive into the paint, kicks it out. Chris Paul, left corner three, rattles out. Rebound, Tucker. Tucker gets it to Westbrook. Westbrook at the top of the key now, guarded by Schroeder. Now at the left elbow, kicks into the corner to Green. Now Westbrook posting up. Green will dribble it out to try to find Westbrook on the block. He's got the smaller Schroeder on him. Westbrook backing in, turns over the right shoulder, goes off the glass and in. A patented move from Russell. Dennis Schroeder not, not happy that that was a no call. He thought uh, that was an offensive foul. Here's Paul with the basketball for the Thunder, getting a screen from Adams. Now gets switched to with Green, finds Adams under the hoop. He kicks it. Beautiful pass to Baisley. He fakes the three, gets into the paint. Kicks it out. Gilgis Alexander, great rotation by the Rockets. SGA tries to get it to Baisley. The ball is poked out of bounds. It will remain with the Thunder with 4.3 on the shot clock. But that was, uh, you know, a good play by the Thunder, getting the ball to Adams inside with an advantage. But uh, good job there from the Rockets collapsing on him and, and getting out and, and rotating to all the shooters. So 4.3 on the shot clock. Chris Paul inbounding it on the near baseline, guarded by Rivers. He throws it into Schroeder right corner, gets a decent look, and hits. Big shot there for the Thunder, and that cuts the Houston lead to four. Here's Westbrook with the basketball, pushing it, spins into the baseline, kicks it left side, Rivers up top to House. House will isolate, drives past, Schroeder gets to the hoop, no, Baisley with a great contest at the rim. Here's Schroeder with the basketball, throws it left wing to SGA. He gets into the paint, kicks it out to Chris Paul. Paul at the free throw line, kicks it up top. Schroeder will try for two threes in a row, no good, but Adams fighting for the rebound, gets his hand on it, and the ball is poked out to Baisley. Baisley finds Schroeder, Schroeder into the right corner, SGA. He'll fake the three, drives baseline. Beautiful Euro step, and he draws the foul. Shea Gilgis-Alexander showing a little bit more aggression in the early going of this ball game. He was uh, pretty absent in Game 6. And, you know, the, the lack of aggression is shown in the numbers. His usage rate in the regular season was at 24.6%. In this series, that's down to 19.2%. So, again, uh, you know, when he's getting the ball, he's oftentimes just just moving the ball along, not really trying to look for his shot. And uh, the Thunder need him to be aggressive and have a decent game as he knocks down both free throws. And the Thunder have cut the Rockets' lead now down to two as we're under a minute to go in this first quarter. Westbrook gets the line to lane, kicks it out right wing to House. House will dribble to the free throw line and pulls it back out, hands it to Gordon. Gordon drives left, gets under the paint, gets doubled, kicks it out. Westbrook into the right corner. P.J. Tucker, three ball off the heel. No good. Rebound at Schroeder. He'll pull up. Chance for a two for one. Gets the 17-footer 
about or a few feet behind the free throw line to go, and we're tied at 27. Westbrook with the basketball gets all the way to the bucket, lays it up and in. 28.5 on the game clock, so about a 4.5 second differential. So Houston may get an opportunity for another look before the end of the quarter. Chris Paul, a beautiful crossover on Gordon, gets to the free throw line, kicks it right corner. Baisley, three, he knocks it down. Darius Baisley continues to shoot the ball well in this series, and he gives the Thunder a 30-29 edge. Westbrook with the basketball on the left sideline at the Rockets logo. Five on the game clock, still just isolating there. Looks like he's going to pull for three, and that one's no good, and that will end the first period. Again, Westbrook, you know, all season long for Houston, especially after the turn of the year, has done a lot better job of just attacking the rim, not settling. You know, he's not a good three-point shooter, but uh, that time at the end of the quarter, uh, just settling for that shot and, and not able to get it to go. So, again, if you're a Thunder fan, you've got to be thrilled with this because, uh, you know, they've had some struggles in the first quarter scoring the basketball in this series. They were able to put up 30 points in that period. And also Billy Donovan playing some lineups that are a little bit more effective offensively with a little bit more shooting out there because Houston likes to leave guys that uh, that are non-shooters and clog the paint. But if you've got four guys that can shoot the basketball, it makes it a lot more difficult to, to help. And, uh, you know, just on that uh, last possession for for Oklahoma City. They drew the help. Chris Paul got into the paint and and found Baisley for that uh, for that corner 3. So uh you know you know and again speaking to who's going to win this game, you know, if if the Thunder are in striking distance with a few minutes to go, they have proven all year long that they are an excellent clutch basketball team. And I think part of that just has to do with their shot profile. You know, the Thunder like to take a lot of mid-range jump shots, and uh, that is obviously unusual in the NBA in 2020. And for the first 46 minutes, you know, maybe that hurts their offense. Um, and, and, you know, similarly with Houston, the fact that they do not want to take mid-rangers, they shoot a bunch of threes, you know, that they are very much of the, uh, you know, Daryl Morey is an analytically savvy man, and, and he's going to have his team playing the math. And for the first 46 minutes, it really works. But in the last couple of minutes, you know, the defense tightens up. Players are a little bit more fatigued. And, and guys like Chris Paul and, and Schroeder being able to get to shots in the mid-range that they're very comfortable taking is a little bit more effective than than guys taking 26-footers that are a little bit fatigued, you know, with with a little bit of tired legs. Of course, the drama in this series of that uh, that ESPN is showing here in a graphic, the the fact that Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul, two of the key players in this series, they were traded for each other just last offseason. And uh, a, a big part of the impetus of uh, Daryl Morey, the GM for the Rockets, making that deal was that, that uh, you know, Chris Paul was a little bit injury prone. Of course, in, in 2018, when they were uh, within one game of, of making the NBA Finals, Chris Paul hurt his, uh, hurt his hamstring and uh, was out for the final couple of the games, and, and Golden State came back and, and beat Houston, and and, and perhaps that was a big part of the impetus for Daryl Morey. And, and Paul did have a bit of an off year last year. 
But uh, it's it's kind of ironic that coming into this series, the player that uh, Daryl Morey traded for that was that has been more durable throughout his career in Westbrook was was out. He didn't play in the first four games, whereas Chris Paul is out there, and especially after Game Two, Chris Paul has been, uh, you know, arguably the best, or uh, at the very worst, the second best player on the court. So Houston, we're back now, has the basketball to start the second quarter. The Rockets going from right to left. Westbrook gets it to Gordon, back to Russ. He'll drive right of the lane, gets into the paint, and the ball is deflected. Good play by Adams with active hands and is picked up by CP3. He'll go beautiful behind-the-back move, finds Adams on the roll. He'll put it up. Nobody draws the foul. Chris Paul has done an excellent job. That's the second time I've noticed where uh, you know, he's run pick and roll with Adams, and of course the Rockets are going to switch all of those actions. Adams has just sealed his man and, and gotten right to the rim, and Paul has found him. The first free throw for Adams is good, and not only will that get Adams potentially uh, some, some easy hoops, but if you can draw and suck in that defense, Adams, you know, has improved as a passer throughout his career, uh, can, can potentially find shooters once the Rockets sort of collapse inside to take away that threat. Second free throw off the heel, no good. Rebound by Westbrook. Westbrook gets to the free throw line, drives left on Gilgis Alexander, and finishes with the right hand right at the cup. That's uh, Russell Westbrook's specialty there, just using that athleticism to beat his man. And, and with the floor spacing that the Rockets have, he often doesn't have many people to uh, contest him at the rim. Here is Schroeder with the basketball left wing for Oklahoma City. Spins into the paint and uh, looks like he draws a foul on the Rockets. I believe it's going to be Daniel House with the personal foul. Another thing you, you got to be happy about if you're Oklahoma City after committing seven turnovers, which is a big number in that first quarter, to still be up one. you got to feel good about that. Hopefully they can clean this up. Ball inbounded on the far sideline to Adams. He's backing down, kicks it out to Paul. Paul looking back to Adams. Now we'll throw it right side. Schroeder, he fakes the three, drives in, finds Paul. Left wing, triple, that one rattles out. Rebound green, he'll get it to Westbrook. Westbrook now on the left wing, backing down on SGA, spins over that shoulder. Beautiful help defense, though, from Adams to cut off the shot. Now he kicks it out to Green, up top to Gordon, back to Tucker. Tucker hands it off to Gordon, sets the screen. Now Gordon's got a switch with Baisley on him. Five on the shot clock. He'll step back. That shot is blocked. Three on the shot clock. P.J. Tucker picks it up, finds Gordon. He can't get it to go. Fight for the rebound, and Baisley is able to rip it away from Tucker. And uh, now the ball is in the hands of Schroeder. Schroeder right wing will pull it up over Westbrook. No good. And that is a rebound for P.J. Tucker. He'll get it to Russ. Russ now on the left wing. Fast tempo here to start the second quarter. He'll back down, turn around over that right shoulder. That one a little bit deeper, though, about 18 feet away and uh, not able to convert. Here's Chris Paul guarded by Tucker. He drives right, gets all the way to the rim, lays it up and in with the right hand off the glass. So Chris Paul, you know, has, has very much picked his spots when to be aggressive in this series, and he's often waited till the fourth quarters of games, but he has been aggressive from the get-go here in this Game 7. Here's Gordon with the basketball for Houston. Throws it right wing to Tucker. Hands it off to Green. He fires a corner three and connects. Jeff Green gives Houston a 34-33 edge with 9.35 to go in the second period. Here's Schroeder with the basketball dribbling into the right corner. Kicks it up top to Paul. 
Paul, guarded by Gordon, throws it left side to SGA, guarded by Russ. SGA isolating here. Ten on the shot clock. Fakes the step back three. Beautiful defense there from Russ. Picks up his dribble. Now kicks it to Paul. Five on the shot clock. Guarded by Gordon. Paul finds SGA left corner. Gets past Russ. Puts up a floater and gets it to go. Russell Westbrook again falling asleep a little bit there. Maybe overhelping and allowing that uh, that floater to go for SGA. Here's Westbrook dribbling to the right wing up top to Gordon. Gordon dribbles with the left hand. Gets to the left of the lane. Has the ball poked away. And we've got a blocking foul on Oklahoma City. As Scott Foster on the call. But yeah, speaking to CP3 in the clutch in this series, in Game 3 in the fourth quarter in overtime, he was 4 of 7 from the field, 2 of 3 from downtown with 10 points, as Gordon going to the free throw line. In Game 4, Paul went 2 for 4, 0 for 1 from 3, but also got to the line 4 times for 8 points in the fourth. And in that do or die game six. He was five of seven, including three of three from downtown and a monster 15 in the final period to uh, force this game seven. In total, in the fourth quarter and overtime of this series, Chris Paul, 11 of 18 from the field, five of seven from three. Gordon knocked down the first free throw to knock this game up at 35. Gordon, again, having a uh, Major struggles offensively, 8 of 43 from downtown in the series, and the Rockets with just a 93 offensive rating while Gordon is on the floor. Here's Chris Paul for the Thunder, throws it right wing, Dort, that's a three, and he hits it. I don't like the shot, there was 17 seconds left on the shot clock, but he hit it, so uh, I guess uh, you know, you've got to accept it if you're a Thunder fan. As Harden gets into the paint, gets trapped, kicks it out to Green, who hands it off to Gordon. Gordon finds Covington left corner, his drive to the hoop, puts it up and in with the right hand on the left side of the rim off the glass. Covington, uh, you know, as a driver, was a little bit more effective, a little bit, uh, you know, more willing to go to that in game six. He's typically more just a catch-and-shoot player, but that time making another good play. Here's Dort getting into the paint, finds Nerland's Noel. Noel picks up his dribble on the right block, now kicks now Truder. Five on the shot clock. Schroeder drives past Harden, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Baisley left wing three, he hits it again. Darius Baisley knocking down his second three. And uh, it's nice to see that Billy Donovan playing him a little bit more here. You know, he's only played 18, uh, a little over 18 minutes per game in this series. But, you know, he's 6'9", he's athletic, he's hitting his threes. Uh, you know, he should be playing at least half the game, I think. And so far, Billy Donovan has trusted him here in this Game 7. Here's Harden with the basketball. Kicks it back to Green on the pick and pop. He fakes the three, drives in, finds Tucker. Right corner three is good. Nerland's Noel, of course, wanting to uh, be the rim protector, left Tucker to try and uh, stop the penetration. And uh, Tucker, so good at those uh, corner three-point shots, and he's knotted the game up at 41. Here's Paul dribbling with the basketball, guarded by Gordon. Now we'll get a screen from Dort. Dribbling left, back to Dort at the top. He's going to fire away again. He hit again! Lou Dort, I believe that's his third make from downtown, and that is a great side for Oklahoma City. Here's Harden with the basketball, drives past a couple of defenders, finds Tucker, left corner this time, no good off the back of the rim. Rebound CP3, he'll push it for the Thunder. Finds Baisley, left corner, fakes the three, and he stepped out of bounds. You'll see that often along the sideline there where 
players fake, and then as they go to uh, you know push off, they'll actually step back and uh, get that heel on the out-of-bounds line. So turnover for the Thunder, and the Rockets will get it back. Again, Dort has uh, been aggressive taking the threes, and, and I suppose if he's hitting them, uh, that's good for Oklahoma City. But, uh, you know, if those start to fall, those aren't exactly the greatest looks. Here's Harden, another pick-and-pop with uh, Covington this time. Covington misses on the left-wing three. Here's Paul. He'll take a pull-up three, and that one's short. Rebound by House. House gets it to Harden, who throws it up to uh, Eric Gordon on the right wing. Back to Harden. Harden guarded by Dort. Harden 15 on the shot clock, going between the legs. Now uh, waiting for a screen from House. We'll get it. Baisley tries to blitz. A beautiful split of the, uh, the, the trap by Harden, but then great defense by Schroeder to draw the charge. As, uh, again, Harden... Beautiful play to uh, split the likes of, uh, of Dorton Baisley, and, and frankly, I don't like that call. Schroeder was not in position. Uh, he was sliding, and, uh, you know, if Mike D'Antoni were to challenge that, I think he might win that challenge. And uh, we do have a timeout. Not sure if it is because uh, D'Antoni has decided to challenge this or just a, a, a regular TV timeout, but uh, we will see after the break. But uh, certainly, if, uh, if D'Antoni challenges that, I think that will be overturned. And uh, could be a big play, you know. Obviously, Harden has gotten in foul trouble at, at various stages in this series. So not only potentially getting a couple of free throws for Harden, who's who's a great free throw shooter, but then also taking a foul off of Harden and, and putting it on Schroeder could be a pretty good use of the, uh, the coach's challenge. You know, I, I mentioned earlier CP3's effectiveness in the clutch. In this series, you know, it's it's kind of been the opposite for the likes of uh, of James Harden in uh, in Game Three in the fourth quarter in overtime. Harden went just one for five, zero oh for one from three with just four points in Game Four. Went three of seven from the field, one of four from downtown for seven points, and in Game Six, one of six shooting, one of four from three, just six points in the fourth quarter for the NBA's leading scorer in total. In those three games that were, uh, you know, um, up in the air till the last few minutes, Harden is 5 of 18 and 2 of 9 from 3 in the fourth and overtime. And, and all of those games, of course, were losses for the Houston Rockets. Russell Westbrook, of course, you know, again, coming back after the uh, the muscles strain and uh, coming back in game five and the Rockets were able to, to blow out the Thunder mostly due to their defense in that game five but Westbrook in 23 minutes in that game shot just three of 13 from the field in game six he was better in terms of his own scoring he was eight of 15 shooting uh, and and actually played a few more minutes played a Played 27 in that Game 6 loss, but had seven turnovers, and I believe five or six were in the fourth quarter, including three in, in the final couple of minutes. Um, so, so Westbrook certainly has not been, has not been great for, uh, for Oklahoma City, or I mean, for Houston so far, and it'll be fascinating to see how much D'Antoni trusts him in this game. Is Westbrook going to play 30-plus minutes? And also, is Westbrook going to be in there at the end of games where, you know, you probably want the ball in Harden's hands, and Westbrook being the poor shooter that he is, the Thunder can kind of uh, play off of him and, and clog things up. 
And uh, you know, Westbrook again has been has uh, has been sort of mistake prone down the stretch of games, and and it's not just been in this series; it's been kind of his uh, mo in his playoff career. So we're back from commercial break. Hopefully, you've been able to uh, to sync up your uh, video stream with my audio here. I'll, I'll continue to try to give you a little heads up as to where I'm at uh, in in my house as far as uh, when the, when the game's coming back and, and when we're going to commercial breaks. As we're seeing a graphic on Lou Dort now, 12 points. He's already four of eight from the field and three of five from downtown. Hopefully that doesn't mean he uh, he gets too excited about firing him up. Here's uh, here's SG, SGA with the basketball left wing looking for Gallinari. Good denial from from uh, Daniel House, and Gallinari picks up his dribble, gets it back to SGA. SGA drives left, finds Dort, a right corner three, he hits again. Lou Dort has hit his fourth from downtown. This is unbelievable. And, uh, the Thunder lead at 47-41 as we hit the six-minute mark of the second. Here's Harden, a beautiful Euro step, gets into the paint, finds Eric Gordon from the left corner, and he knocks it down. So players from both teams that have massively struggled from three are hitting here as Gordon, shooting under 18% from the series, has already hit three. Here's Dort in the right corner again, drives into the paint, puts it up, no, gets his own rebound, bullies his way to the hoop, no, draws the foul. Lou Dort has been absolutely sensational in this first half on the offensive end. Billy Donovan, whatever he said to him between game six and seven must have worked. You know, whatever work that Dort put in on the practice courts with the jump shot is certainly paying off as well. As of the rookie with 15 points and an opportunity to add to that at the line, the first one rattles out. But again, I will say, you know, just because he's been hot early does not make him a good shooter. And, uh, you know, I, I still think what he did on this previous possession, getting to the free throw line of attacking the basket when, when Houston ignores him, is, is probably the best bet for the Thunder. As the second free throw rolls in for Dort, and OKC leads it 48-44. 5.34 to go in the first half. Harden with the basketball, right wing up top to Gordon. Gordon, guarded by Schroeder, gets a calls for a screen from Covington. He slips it. Now Gordon throws it left wing to House. House gets into the paint. No, gets his own rebound, but his tip is short. And Noel grabs it for the Thunder. Here's Schroeder pushing it. Gets double teamed. Now pulls it back out. Throws it left side to SGA. Guarded by Tucker. Isolating here. He'll drive right, goes behind the back, finds a cutting Dort. He puts it up and in off the glass. Dort with a perfectly timed cut as his man tried to help on the Gilgis Alexander drive. 18 now for Dort. Here's Harden, a step back three over Gallinari is pure. Big time shot there as the Thunder were on a little bit of a run. Here's Gilgis Alexander on the right wing, guarded by House, gets a screen from Gallinari. Now in the corner, guarded by Harden, loses the ball, but somehow comes back up with it. And the ball is picked up by Dort, and uh, it looks like that SGA was out of bounds, and it'll be a turnover. So Oklahoma City 50, Houston 47. Here in the closing stages of this first half. If you would have told me Dort would have scored 12 of the Thunder's last 15 points at any stage of this ballgame, I, I would have told you you're crazy. But uh, that's what he's done. 4.33 to go. 
in this opening half. Harden with the basketball. Guarded by Dort, trying to get him off with a screen by Covington. And they're successful here as Harden gets it back to Dort now. Oh, they just double. Harden finds Covington right wing three, and he hits. That's the chess match that the uh, the Rockets are trying to force the Thunder. You know, they don't want to switch D Dort off of Harden. So that time, Covington got open and, and uh, was able to knock down the three because of it. As uh, Here's Gallinari on the other end with a left corner three, and he puts it in. Gallo at that 6'11 size can shoot right over the top. As here's Harden, gets a screen from Covington, throws it left corner, or excuse me, left wing to house, back to Harden. Ten on the shot clock. Now they're trying that same screen action, pick and pop. Here's Covington. He'll fire a left wing three. That one's off the back of the iron. Rebound Westbrook. He'll kick it to Covington. Thought about it. Now back up top Westbrook. Westbrook drives left, kicks it right corner. House three off the back of the iron. No good. Rebound Gallinari. He'll hand it to Paul who gets it to SGA. Right wing. Now he'll drive and gets doubled. And Westbrook is going to be called for the foul as he tried to sneak in from behind and get the steal. Frantic pace here in the first half, and, uh, you know, unlike the Game 7 we saw yesterday between the Nuggets and the Jazz, this game has been an offensive affair. Both teams, uh, you know, not shy, not hesitant with the jump shots, knocking them down. Both teams being very aggressive, attacking early in the shot clock, and uh, it's really worked for both. And again, you know, Billy Donovan has got to be so pleased with the way Dort has responded on the offensive end of the floor in this game. You know, not only knocking down his shots, but attacking the basket, cutting at, uh, at, 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 uh, at times when, when Houston's ignoring him. And, uh, yeah, really playing a good offensive game. And, and if the, if the Thunder can, can put up a good offensive rating with Dort out there and keep Dort out for extended minutes, uh, you know, you gotta like their chances. So again, if you're if you're just joining, this is uh, League Pass Radio. I'm your host Garrett Bouguet. This is an episode on the NBA podcast Duncan Dynasty. I uh, record podcasts just about every uh, every Wednesday, and uh, throughout the playoffs, I've actually been doing a little bit more than that. I've, I've been uh, releasing some episodes on the weekends as well to do some. Some previews. Last week I did a, a playoff preview with Stephen Lowe on the Boston-Toronto series. But uh, this is uh, a League Pass radio where I will bring you live play-by-play -play action as well as some advanced stats and, and analysis throughout the ball game. And I will be, uh, you know, talking throughout the commercial breaks. So uh, no worries there. Also, uh, I will be checking my Twitter feed to see if, uh, if anybody has any questions or comments uh, throughout the, uh, the game. I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions. You can uh, tweet me at Garrett Bouguet. And uh, my, my co-host Corbin Ford was, uh, was not able to join for, for this live episode, but we have discussed potentially doing a, a two-person League Pass radio in the future where Corbin can kind of act as my, you know, my, my color commentator. Uh, that, that could be really fun, but we, of course, have to figure out the logistics of, uh, 
the NBA introduced a watch party feature so that we could we could potentially seek up, sync up our uh, our streams so that we're both watching the game at the exact same time. But uh, that that uh, that is something that we're going to try to do in the future, and I know Corbin is is very excited about it. So uh, you know, look out for that, and and yeah, I hope to do a few more of these live uh, live play-by-play broadcasts as these playoffs go. Uh, we we've still got uh, plenty of basketball here. We're going to be going through through October, so uh, going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we're we're just really getting started after an incredible first round, and, and this is uh, this is the the last game of the first round. The winner of this series, of course, taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. We're back from commercial. We're seeing uh, highlights of Lou Dort lighting the Rockets up with uh, threes and, and drives to the hoop and, and timely cuts. As now we're we're back from the replay as. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander inbounds it on the near sideline, gets it to Paul. He'll get a screen from Gallo, now switched on to by Harden. A beautiful crossover move. Had Harden for a moment, but good denial from Harden to prevent Gallo from getting it back to him. Gallinari tries to drive in and find Adams, and he can't get it to him. Adams trips and falls. Here comes Houston, back the other way. Harden throws it right wing. Covington three. That's good. Robert Covington has shot the ball well all series, and he has continued that tonight. No hesitation on that jump shot. Here's SGA for the Thunder, guarded by Covington. The Rockets have retaken a one-point lead here. Here's Alexander. He'll get into the paint, kicks it to Dort, right wing three. That one was way off. That looked like more like what Dort is as a shooter here. Here's Harden with a basketball. Throws it up top. Covington, he's got another look from just about the same spot. That one's off the heel. Rebound Westbrook, though. He gets it to Covington. Covington hands it to Harden, who's guarded by Adams. He drives right past him, gets to the rim, and draws the foul on Chris Paul, who tried to take the charge. Can't get the shot to go, but James Harden will go to the line for two. Again, that's kind of what I mean, though, about Lou Dort. Despite the fact that he has shot the ball well in the early going, uh, you should not be satisfied with uh, with those looks, especially early in the shot clock. Again, you know, if they're not guarding you, attack the basket, draw help, kick it out. You know, if you've got if Dort has a wide open look with with under six or seven seconds on the shot clock, sure, of course, take it. Uh, but uh, you know those early threes when when Oklahoma City hasn't even really worked over the the Rockets' defense are are shots that I don't like even though he's he's knocked down a couple and it looks like we've got a technical on the Thunder which will put Harden at the line and he knocks it down and that could be a costly play you know you talk about in a game seven it could could be a a, a close ball game down the stretch every point matters and. Uh, Remember that point that uh, the Thunder, I'm not sure who got the tech there, but uh, the Thunder just gave the Rockets a free point. And Chris Paul arguing it, and, and really it, it it seemed like the correct call there. It seemed like he was uh, late getting over as Harden knocks down the free throw. So after making the technical, Harden is, is at the line for two, so he's got one more to extend the Rockets' lead to four. 2.29 to go in the second quarter. Harden's free throw is up and in. Houston 56, Oklahoma City 52. SGA gets it into Chris Paul. He'll walk it over the timeline. Guarded by Gordon. 
Paul, awaiting a screen from Adams, will drive left. Crosses over. Beautiful defense from Gordon, cutting him off. Finds Schroeder. He drives baseline. Beautiful pass to Gallo, but great rotation from the Rockets. Here's Gallo. He is stuck. Gets it to Adams. One on the shot clock. Puts up a deep hook shot, but he couldn't get it off in time. Good defensive rotation there from the Rockets. It looked like with the SGA drive on the baseline that he was going to find Gallo for a wide-open three, but great recovery there from Houston to uh, to take away that shot and force the uh, the violation. Ball inbounded to, uh, or thrown into Harden on the right block. He'll back in, tries to kick it out to Tucker, but Westbrook thought it was for him. The ball goes through his hands and out of bounds. Back to the Thunder. Harden with 10 points on 2 of 7 shooting so far. Here's Chris Paul with the basketball. Drives right past Covington. Gets into the paint. Finds Gilgis Alexander. Right corner 3 and he knocks it down. Beautiful aggressive attack there from CP3. Creating the open look for his teammate. Gilgis Alexander with 12 points here. Here's Gordon with the basketball. Right wing. Dribbles left. Kicks it. Left wing. Covington 3. No good. Rebound by Schroeder. Shooter dribbles it up the left sideline, finds Gallo on the block, guarded by Gordon. Big size advantage here. He can shoot right over the top. Backing down, and Gallo really wasn't looking at the rim there. Throws it out to, to uh, Chris Paul. Paul guarded by Harden, seven on the shot clock. Paul waves his teammate off. He gets into the paint, has the ball poked away. Harden now with a three-on-two, gets it to Gordon. He'll go to the bucket and draws the foul on Gallinari. So Eric Gordon will go to the line to shoot two. I mean, what a game this has been here in the first half. Both teams playing good, both teams playing hard, and, and guys that have struggled throughout this series, like Dort, like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, like Eric Gordon. Guy, it seems like those guys that have really struggled have, have stepped up their games and are starting to, to make a difference out there. Gordon's first free throw is up and rolls in off the front of the rim. A minute and four left in this opening half. As I mentioned, this uh, this game and this, uh, this flow a lot different than what we saw last night in the other game seven between the Jazz and Nuggets, which ended 80-79 to with the Nuggets pulling that out and advancing to take on the Clippers in round two. As Adams rolls it into SGA, he'll drive left, cut off by Harden. Good defense there. He throws it right corner to Paul. He'll drive baseline, gets bumped by Gordon, and Paul will get to the free throw line. Nice veteran move there, and, and we've seen that a lot in these playoffs where uh, players will drive, and as soon as there's a bump, they'll go into their shooting motion and, and get to the line. I frankly would like to see the NBA change this rule you know, they, they have the rule where, uh, you know, if you're, um, if you're uh, you know, going up and you haven't gathered the basketball and uh, the, the foul occurs or a hand check occurs and then you go into the motion as Paul hits the first, that, it, uh, that it's not a shooting foul. I would like to say, see the same thing for those. If it's a bump and then the guy goes into the shooting motion, just call it all on the floor foul. Here's Harden with a basketball. Step back three. That one's no good. Fight for the rebound. It's kicked out to Tucker. Gordon will take a 40-footer and knock it down. Eric Gordon has been terrific in this opening half, and he gives the Rockets a 61-57 lead. He's got 16. 
Here is Schroeder with the basketball. Drives baseline. Gets cut off. Good help defense there from Tucker. Here gets Schroeder gets the ball to Adams. He hands it off to Schroeder for a free throw line jumper. That one's short. Fight for the rebound, and the Rockets get it. About a four-second differential between the game shot and the game clock and shot clock. Here is Harden will dribble it out. He's at the NBA logo. Guarded by Schroeder. Now dribbling over the left wing. Rejects the screen from Covington. Steps back. Beautiful defense from Shooter. He tries to find Gordon. The ball poked away. Here's SGA. He gets it to Chris Paul. Chris Paul falls over, and we've got a foul on the Rockets. Chris Paul taking the, uh, the slightest bump as a reason to fall down, and he knows his team is in the bonus, and we'll get to the free throw line. I don't like that call. Um, but, uh, you know, again, veteran savvy there from CP3. And Scott False Foster, who was behind the play, coming in to, to blow the whistle there. And so CP3 getting a couple of free throws. He gets the first one to go. Just .6 left on the game clock. So a, a huge play there is that could, uh, that gets the Thunder at least one, maybe two here. Three uh, points. And he knocks them both down. And let's see if the, the Rockets can get a shot off here at the end of the half. Oh, the ball is deflected on the inbounds by Chris Paul, and the buzzer sounds. So at halftime, the Houston Rockets, 61. The Oklahoma City Thunder, 59. It's been uh, quite the ball game so far. We've gotten great production from a few guys that, uh, you know, uh, you wouldn't really expect. As I'll take a look at the... The stats so far at the midway mark for the Thunder leading the way is Lou Dort with 18 points, 6 of 12 shooting, 4 of 7 from downtown. Excuse me. He's also 2 of 4 from the free throw line. So Dort has been a good, uh, a good player for the Thunder here in the first half. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, after struggling mightily in Game 6, has played well. He's got 12 points on 4 of 5 from the field, including 2 of 2 from downtown and 2 of 2 from the stripe. So 12 points on essentially 6 shooting possessions. Really good there from SGA. Chris Paul has 9 on 2 of 5 from the field, including 1 of 4 from 3, but he's also gotten to the line four times and has knocked down all of them. CP3 also has nine assists and six rebounds in this first half. So an all-around brilliant performance so far from Chris Paul. Danilo Gallinari, he's got four points on two of four from the field. He's got eight rebounds, but at times he's just not looked as aggressive as he needs to be. You know, he's one of the Thunder's best offensive players. He's got to you know, there, there were a couple possessions where he just wasn't even looking at the rim when he's got 6'3", Eric Gordon guarding him. Uh, Steven Adams in his 16 minutes has five points, a couple of rebounds, um, and uh, one steal and a block. Off the bench, Darius Baisley has played 10 minutes. If I'm Billy Donovan, I'm playing Baisley even more in the second half. He was great. Baisley, two of two from the field, both three-point shots, a couple of rebounds, and two blocks. Again, Baisley with that 6'9 length uh, creates problems defensively as well. So he's a he's one of the few two-way players that this Thunder team has. He should be out there and, uh, you know, played just 10 minutes. He was plus seven in those 10 minutes. 
Dennis Schroeder in 15 minutes, he's got five points, two of five from the field, one of three from downtown, a couple of rebounds and an assist. The Thunder shooting 57.1% from the field, 20 of 35, 10 of 19 from three, and uh, 9 of 12 from the line. They do have 11 turnovers. That's probably the one aspect of their game that they need to clean up if they uh, if they want to win this. But, uh, you know, a very good offensive first half. But uh, the Rockets still with a, a two-point lead because they've shot reasonably well themselves. Leading the way for the Rockets is Robert Covington. He's already attempted nine threes in this ball game. He's four of nine. He's also got three steals and a block. Covington has been arguably, along with Eric Gordon, the, the Rockets' best players. Uh, but uh, Covington, terrific. You've got uh, Gordon with 16 on four of seven, shooting four of six from downtown. Again, Gordon coming into the series shooting under 18% from three. Or excuse me, in this series, shooting under 18% from three. But, uh, you know, has uh, has shot the ball well, including one that was way beyond the line. Uh, so Gordon providing that offense. James Harden, just two of eight, one of five from three. But he has gotten to the line five times and has knocked down all of them. He also has five assists. You know, they the Thunder have, have really tried to keep Dort on him to frustrate him. And, and the Rockets have managed to, to get Covington in particular a couple of good looks with that uh, pick-and-pop action where the Thunder will throw two guys at Harden momentarily to allow Dort to recover. And and that moment uh, is where Covington can pop and and get free for those looks. So it'll be interesting to see how much the, the Houston goes back to that and if Oklahoma City tries anything. You know, I, I wouldn't be opposed if I'm the Thunder to try to send a third guy over to Covington, especially if he continues to shoot this well. Uh, as uh, we're seeing on ESPN now, the final highlights of Miami versus Milwaukee. And it looks like Chris Middleton gets fouled on this three-point attempt by Goran Dragic. Dragic standing straight up. And then as time expires, it looks like Jimmy Butler gets fouled. Oh, he got fouled on a step back. And uh, you know what, Giannis? Yeah, that's a foul. Giannis contested the shot. Butler getting two shots with uh, nobody in the paint. And all they only had to hit one to win the ball game. He knocked them both down, and that gives the Heat a two-point win. Now, wow, what a crazy finish! That uh, again, I didn't get to see because the, uh, the the Thunder Rockets game started on ESPN News. But uh, to to have back-to-back shooting fouls on on. Uh, jump shots, uh, one a uh, three with the Bucks down three, so, and Middleton knocks them all down to tie the game, and then to foul at the buzzer. Oh man, what a uh, what a brutal loss for the Bucks, making a decent comeback at the end. Uh, but uh, give credit to the Heat; their offense has been phenomenal. Butler, after putting up 40 in Game One, scores just 13 in this one. But uh, yeah, getting back, uh, getting back to the the statistics in in this first half between the Thunder and Rockets, uh, the uh, James Harden I mentioned two of eight from the field, but uh, does have five assists, is able to free up Covington on a, a couple of looks from three. 
Off the bench, uh, Jeff Green having a, a decent first half. He's three for three from the field, including one of one from downtown. He's got seven. Daniel House in 13 minutes with three points, one of five from the field, but uh, he did connect on one of his two three-point attempts. He is a plus nine in his 13 minutes. Austin Rivers getting just four minutes. It's been interesting. You know, he he uh, in the receding games was playing really great, and even in the first couple of games of this series looked like a, a productive bench piece. But uh, as the series has gone on, uh, D'Antoni has, uh, has not trusted him nearly as much. And, of course, House going to the bench this game as Westbrook starting and Westbrook getting 16 minutes that was that was one of my question marks you know he Westbrook played 23 minutes in game 1 27 in game 2 how many was he going to get in this game 3 right now he's on pace for 32 uh, is he going to get tired down the stretch uh, we will uh, and and will D'Antoni trust him down the stretch given the uh the, the struggles that uh, that Russ had at the end of game 6 it'll we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see but uh, Houston shooting 20 of 48 from the field for 41.7%. But they attempted 33s in the first half, 12 of 30 for 40%. You know, if the Rockets shoot 40% from three, they typically are hard to beat. Uh, also, Houston, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. And also, unlike the Thunder, who have been a little bit sloppy with the basketball with 11 turnovers, the Rockets have just five at the half. In terms of personal fouls uh, and, and anybody in foul trouble, we've got Covington with three for Houston. We've also got Jeff Green and Daniel House with two off the bench for the Rockets. A few other players with one. And for Oklahoma City, we've got uh, Danilo Gallinari with two and Nerlens Noel with two. But other than that, uh, we've got Chris Paul, SGA, and Lou Dort all with one. So, um, Donovan's got to be pleased with with uh, you know the the foul situation. He he shouldn't have to uh, remove anybody from the lineup in the second half due to foul difficulty. Uh, whereas you know Covington, with how well he has played, the fact that he's got three fouls has got to be a bit of a concern for D'Antoni, uh, and especially given that we saw in Game Six that the 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 Thunder like to attack Covington in isolation. Uh, he he might be a little bit susceptible to, to committing fouls if he tries to reach in, get a steal or a block. Uh, so that'll be something to, to look out for in the second half. Looking at the uh, the NBA schedule in the, uh, the upcoming days, Game 3 of the Raptors-Celtics series is tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern. Boston with a 2-0 lead in that series. As a Toronto, I felt like outplayed Boston in Game Two, but it really, uh, you know, came down to just and, and similarly in Game One. Although I think Boston was the the team that played harder and, and more aggressively and, and played the cleaner game of basketball in Game One in their blowout victory. But in Game Two, in the three point Celtics win, I thought Toronto outplayed them. It was just a matter of you know Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet unable to hit threes. Those are two of their better shooters. Um, you know, Siakam continued to, to struggle with his efficiency and a guy like Marcus Smart, who I think Toronto would have been content conceding contested jump shots to, he ended up hitting five consecutive triples in the fourth quarter of that game too, and uh, really swung the momentum of that ball game. And 
you know, Robert Williams has also been terrific off the bench for the Celtics, giving Brad Stevens great minutes. So a Boston in control there. Raptors, obviously a must win in that game three tomorrow at 630. And then game one of the Nuggets Clippers. That's the Western Conference semifinal showdown. That is uh, That will follow the Toronto-Boston game at 9 Eastern. Nuggets uh, just last night coming back from a 3-1 series deficit and beating Utah in game 780-78. What a crazy sequence at the end of that game. If you haven't seen the highlights, I urge you to go check that out because... My, oh, my, what a crazy situation. Uh, the, the, the Jazz were down two with about 16 seconds to go. They get it inbounds to Donovan Mitchell. Gary Harris, the guy that the Nuggets have desperately missed for the most of the time in the bubble in Orlando. You know, he came back in game six, but they've missed his defense. He is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Uh, he was able to poke the ball from behind from Mitchell, and Denver gets possession again with about uh, you know 10 seconds left on the game clock, and Jamal Murray gets the ball on the left side and pushes a pushes the ball as if it's a fast break opportunity for the Nuggets, and again up two if you just hold on to it, Jamal Murray a 90 plus percent free throw shooter likely would force the foul and get a a trip to the line and could just put the game away at the stripe. But instead, he pushes the ball, passes it to Torrey Craig, who's running the right wing, and uh, Craig makes the mistake of attempting the layup and missing it. (laughs) And Rudy Gobert gets the rebound and kicks it to Mike Conley. And Gary Harris, who had just been the hero moments earlier, stripping Donovan Mitchell from behind, goes for a steal, maybe maybe goes for a foul. Uh, you know, they had a foul to give, but misses. And, uh, and Conley gets a great look on the left wing for three, and it goes halfway in and rattles out. One of the craziest sequences I've seen, maybe the craziest sequence I've ever seen at the end of a, of a basketball game. Uh, and especially to consider the circumstances that it was a game seven, that shot determined who advanced to uh, to take on the Clippers. If Conley hits it, Utah advances, and uh, with the end result, it rattling out Denver narrowly escaping and uh, winning their second game seven in the last two years. So uh, absolutely. Absolutely a fantastic series there. It was a really fun matchup between the likes of of Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. And, you know, for most of the series, those two guys were the best players for their team, for their respective teams. But in Game 7, I think, uh, you know, the actual best player on both of those teams uh, showed up and, uh, and, and really made a huge impact. Nikola Jokic, 30 points, 14 rebounds, including the game-winning uh, sweeping hook shot as, uh, uh, to, to, uh, to put Denver up to. And, uh, you know, he, he played a, a great offensive series, even though he was abysmal defensively, especially through the first four games. But uh, the offense that Jokic gave them, 
shot uh, over 62% true shooting on 29% usage, averaged around 26 points per game. Pretty tremendous offensive production given that Jokic was going up against the best defensive player in the NBA. Uh, But, uh, you know, Gobert also was terrific in that one. He really took away a lot of what Jokic was trying to do. You know, there were a few times where uh, Gobert would would close out to Jokic, take away that three ball, and and Jokic would try to put it on the floor and drive. And and Jokic obviously doesn't have great straight-line speed or quickness, so Gobert was able to stay attached even if he was a, a, a half step behind Jokic on those drives. But Gobert's length just uh, made it really difficult for uh, for Skinny Jokic to, to finish around the basket. Jokic was primarily just a stretch five, you know, picking and popping. And that's that's the greatness of Jokic. His offensive versatility allowed him to to still be effective, mostly just as a spot-up shooter and occasional playmaker. As we start the third quarter, Houston going from left to right in the period. Eric Gordon on the left wing gets it into the block to Westbrook. He drives into the paint, puts it up. No, but he draws the foul on Gilgis Alexander and will go to the line for two. Nice uh, little play there from D'Antoni right out of the uh, the halftime locker room, getting Westbrook on the block. And, and Westbrook, you know, a lot of guys will catch it on a post-up Wait, you know, jab step, look at their defender. But Westbrook just very quickly uh, and decisively drove it to the hoop and, and drew the foul. Kind of surprised SGA a little bit with how quick he he caught it and, and changed directions. First free throw is up and in for Russ. Second one is good as well. Houston up 63-59 to as we're just in the early moments of this third stanza. Westbrook now with 10 points. Here's Paul with the basketball, top of the key, gets it to Adams. Adams hands it off to Gallo. Gallo switched onto by Tucker, looks inside to Adams, but Harden pokes it away. Picked up by Tucker, gets it back to Harden. Finds Covington left wing into the corner to Westbrook. Westbrook isolating on Adams, gets inside, loses the basketball, picks it back up. The Thunder are wondering about a travel. Yep, and it will be. It'll be a, 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 or I guess Scott Foster is calling it a double dribble as a Westbrook lost control of it and then was the first to touch it. So a good call there. That essentially is like passing it to yourself. Paul gets the basketball, kicks it out on a pick and pop to Gallinari, misses the three. That's a good look. That's a shot Gallo has got to hit for the Thunder. Here's Harden with the basketball. Another pick and pop. Here's Gordon with a deep three, and he knocks it down. Eric Gordon continues his hot shooting, and the Rockets lead at 66-59. Here's Gilgis Alexander dribbling on the right wing, guarded by Westbrook. Gets a screen from Adams, throws it into the corner to Dort. Dort, a beautiful baseline drive, finds Adams for the bucket plus the foul. That's the kind of play that Lou Dort uh, needs to make. You know, if they're going to ignore you, just uh, drive and make the next play. And that time, a beautiful little dump-off feed to Adams as Tucker came across the baseline. As uh, Tucker did look like he he might have gotten over there and taken the hit, no, uh, he he was sliding at the very end, uh, so I think that's a good call or a good no call there. And uh, I'm not sure did did Tucker then fall into Adams, which was the the actual foul on the shot. I'm not sure on that one. I'll have to look at the uh, the box score here to see who picked up the personal. 
And it looks like it might have been on Harden as uh, Adams knocking down the free throw. So a three-point play there. Houston 66, Oklahoma City 62. Here's Westbrook with the ball. Right wing drives down the paint. Can't finish. Rebound by Gilgis Alexander. And he is fouled by Covington. And that's going to be number four. A huge mistake there from Covington. That's just a foul you cannot make 90 feet away from the opponent's basket. D'Antoni can't believe it. But that's just a risk that, that Covington can't take there. It's as simple as that. Chris Paul gets a screen from Gallinari. Back to Gallo. Right wing to SGA. He fakes the pass into the corner. Puts up a floater. That's no good. Rebound by Tucker. Tucker will get it to Harden. Harden, Gordon, Tucker, Covington, and Westbrook to start the second half for the Rockets. Harden going between his legs on Dort. Step back three. That one's well off the mark. Rebound Adams. It's Paul, Gilgis, Alexander, Gallinari, Adams, and Dort for the Thunder. Here's Paul. He throws it cross-court to Dort. Right corner. Back to Paul on the left side. Guarded by Tucker in isolation. Crosses over. Gets past him. Gets into the paint. Puts up a shot. No. Fight for the rebound. Tucker is able to grab it. And Paul knocks it out of bounds. So Houston will get it back. Again, that's the challenge, though, with Dort out there. Paul able to get past his man, but then a couple of guys in the paint made that uh, really difficult for CP3. And we've got a illegal screen on James Harden now, and that might be Harden's third. So a couple of guys for the Rockets, Covington picking up his fourth, and now Harden with three, something to keep an eye on. Chris Paul will walk it up into the front court for OKC. We'll get a screen from Gallo, switched on to by Harden. Now we'll get a screen from Adams. Paul picks up his dribble, throws it right side to Dort. Dort crosses over Covington, gets to the hoop. Beautiful block, but Adams is there for the putback, but he blows the layup. Again, if you're going to have a big man out there, and you know the, the goal of having that is to dominate the glass and, and score inside, but if your big is missing shots like that, it might be better to uh, to play a small. And on the other end, Westbrook takes advantage of Adams backing off and, and hits the jumper. Here's Paul with the basketball on the right wing up top to Gallo. Gallo guarded by Harden, drives left. Harden falls. Beautiful dump off to Adams, and this time he finishes. And that cuts the Houston lead back to four. Nine minutes to go in this third quarter. Westbrook dribbles it up the right side, back to Harden at the top of the key. Now Harden looking to post up Westbrook on SGA. They like this matchup. Here's Westbrook drives right past him and finishes with the right hand off the glass. Gilgis Alexander has to uh, provide more resistance than that. As he's got the basketball now for the Thunder, looking for Gallinari, guarded by Westbrook. He throws it to him. Gallo gets double. Beautiful double team by Tucker, and he gets a steal. Tucker hands it to Harden. They've done a really good job of hard doubles when uh, there's been a significant mismatch for the Thunder as Harden drives into the paint and draws the foul on Dort. And James will go to the line for two. That's something we haven't seen the Rockets do a lot of, but that's a, a nice little adjustment. Um, you know, that time Gallinari with the mismatch and Tucker leaving Adams to uh, to come over and, and, and commit a hard double team. And, and Gallinari just not really ready for that and, and, and threw it away. So Harden at the line for two. First one is up and in. So Houston leading by seven. Harden with the next free throw can bring it to eight. 
again, I think a, a big thing going into this Game 7, it's going to come down to can Houston pull away enough here in the last 8.28 of the third and, and the first you know six or seven minutes of the fourth, can they create enough separation that this isn't a possession-by-possession possession ball game where the, the Thunder have really dominated in the clutch? So an eight-point lead, that's the largest lead of the night for Houston. Here's Chris Paul with the basketball, guarded by Gordon, gets a screen from Adams, now switched on to by Tucker. Paul pulls it out, now throws it right side, Dort, that's a three from the wing, and he hits again! Lou Dort with another three! And that that one wasn't even wide open, that was semi-contested. There was a defender somewhat nearby. Here's Gordon with the basketball again, tacking, attacking Shea Gilgis-Alexander on a right-hand drive, and that time... SGA holds up and actually draws a jump ball. That's been something that I think the Thunder have struggled with as well, as Gordon loves to go right, and uh, the Thunder just have uh, have basically let him go that way. And this time, SGA kind of read it and was able to cut him off and, and get his hands on the basketball. So we're jumping it up at the free throw line here, and the ball is loose, and the ball actually hits Scott Foster, but it's Picked up by Schroeder. He'll get it to Paul. Paul on the right wing, guarded by Covington, waiting for a screen from Adams. Now he'll reject it. He'll get into the paint. Beautiful pass to Dort, but Covington with a tremendous block. Here comes Houston, and Dennis Schroeder will commit a Euro foul to stop the fast break. But Robert Covington, that's why they acquired him. You know, he in, instead of him, as opposed to who they previously had in, in Clint Capella at center, you know, he provides some of that rim protection that Capella that Capella did as a traditional center, but then also can stretch the floor and, and space it out. Here's Westbrook posting up. He drives into the paint, kicks it out. P.J. Tucker, left corner three, off the heel. Rebound, Schroeder. Schroeder will dribble it up to the right wing, throws it cross court, left corner to Gilgis Alexander. Left-handed pass back to Schroeder, right wing, quick drive, puts it up off the glass, no, Adams fighting for the rebound, can't get it. That's another situation where Adams gets a paw on it, but can't come up with it. It'd be better if he would just tip those out to a teammate on the perimeter. Here's Harden with the basketball, gets a screen from Covington, guarded by Dort. Dort did a good job getting through that one. Harden, right corner, Gordon, three, that one's off the front of the rim, no good. Rebound, Chris Paul. Paul will push it for the Thunder. Gets a screen from Adams. Paul tries to find Adams on the roll, but Harden did a good job of sticking that leg out and, and getting the kick. So Oklahoma City will get it out of bounds with 656 left in the third quarter. We've got a timeout, and we now see Joel Embiid and uh, one of his many advertisements. There was an interesting discussion on uh, Dunked on Prime with uh, Nate Duncan and, and Seth Partnow on whether or not Joel Embiid could be the best player on a championship team. And uh, they both seemed to come to the conclusion that the answer was no. And uh, frankly, you know, I, I got to disagree with them. For one, you know, last year Joel Embiid was, was the Sixers' best player, and they came within a Kawhi Leonard shot of, bouncing seven times on the rim from potentially, you know, having an overtime in Game 7 to beat the eventual champions. So that, to me, means that that team was a championship-caliber team, and Joel Embiid was the best player on that team. So 
it's it's an interesting discussion, and certainly as as the game continues to evolve and continues to be more perimeter oriented, more three point oriented, maybe Embiid might not uh, you know um, might actually fall down the the player rankings. And, and frankly, you know, I had Nikola Jokic as a top 10 guy. I might consider him, just based on his defensive deficiencies shown in that Utah series, he might be a little bit outside the top 10 for me now. But, uh, you know, Embiid just didn't have enough help in that uh, in that Philadelphia-Boston series. His, uh, his team did not really perform. Tobias Harris, a guy that needed to provide spacing, didn't hit a three for, I think, the first three or four games of that series. They didn't have a ball handler that could throw an entry pass. Uh, Al Horford seems a bit washed. Uh, so, you know, they just didn't have a very good roster. And and given how Boston has looked against Toronto, the fact that Philadelphia, yes, they got swept, but for the most part, the games were competitive. You know, maybe that Philadelphia team was a little bit better than uh, than we thought coming out of this that series. And, of course, Brett Brown, the coach, was was fired after that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm a believer that Embiid can be a top, can be the best player in a championship team. Obviously, you'd have to have a stacked roster around him, but we've seen uh, great teams built around like a a top ten level guy succeed. But yeah, this has been really a crazy start to the second round, especially in the East. As we're back from commercial, we're seeing a Goodyear ad. Uh, the the fact that the the number one and two seeds in the Eastern Conference both down 0-2 in their respective series, quite shocking. I don't think too many people would have picked a Boston Miami Conference Finals if you asked them at the start of the year. I certainly didn't. <laughs> They showed a replay of that just absolutely terrific block from Robert Covington. He's got three blocks in the game. He's playing with four fouls, though, so that, again, something to look out for. Mike D'Antoni has has kept him in there, which I'm a proponent of. You know, he's been such a good player for them. But, uh, you know, if he fouls out, that's a that's a big issue for, for the Rockets. Here's Schroeder with the basketball, throws it right corner to Dort, and he traveled. So Houston will get it back, leading 72 to 67, 650 to go in this third quarter. Rockets going from left to right. Here's Rivers up top to Jeff Green. Green with the basketball, guarded by Noel, getting a screen from Harden. Noel just going under. This time goes over. Green drives. Beautiful block by Dort. Green picks it back up, though, finds Austin Rivers, left corner three. That's short. Fight for the rebound, and Dort picks it up. Dort hands it off to Paul, who gets it to Schroeder down the right sideline. Schroeder attacking Rivers, crosses over. His free-throw line jumper is short. Schroeder has been off this whole ball game. That shot was not even close. Here's Harden with a basketball. Left wing up top to Green. Schroeder doing a good job of denying Harden, but Harden finally able to get it back with 12 on the shot clock. Harden now getting a screen from Covington. Doesn't use it. Six on the shot clock, still isolating against Schroeder. He crosses over, gets to the free throw line, kicks it out to Rivers. One on the shot clock. He puts up a three. That's no good off the back of the rim. Fight for the rebound. Schroeder dives on it. And it's going to be out of bounds off of Schroeder. Wow, that was really close to Covington's fifth foul right there. As uh, Covington fell on Schroeder a little bit as Schroeder was the only one to actually get on the floor. 
But Houston will get another possession here. But good effort there from Schroeder. Here's Green with the basketball at the top. Eight on the shot clock. Looking for Harden. They run another pick and roll. Nerland's Noel goes under the screen on Green, and Green makes him pay. Houston leading at 75-67 now. Here's Gilgis Alexander driving into the corner. Left wing to Schroeder. Schroeder will take a, th a deep three. That time he hits. So he's been off with the jumper, but that time he gets it to go, and that's a big shot for the Thunder to cut the Rockets' lead back to five. Here's Harden. Beautiful cutoff by Doherty. Finds Green on the roll. Into the right corner, Austin Rivers, three, no good. Rivers continues to not shoot the ball well, and uh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he's off the floor here soon. Here's Paul with the basketball, right wing, guarded by Covington. Throws it left side, Truder thought about the three, drives past Rivers, gets into the paint, kicks it right wing to SGA. He drives, pulls up from 10, no, but he draws the foul. And that's going to be on Daniel House, and that, I believe, will be House's third personal. So SGA will go to the line to shoot two. What a fun game this has been. I've been really pleased with both teams' play in this one. Both teams showcasing why, you know, they uh, finished in the mid middle portion of the Western Conference, which is a terrific conference from top to bottom. Again, both of these teams, 44 and 28, and, and more impressively, 40 and 24 prior to the shutdown. As Doc Rivers in attendance in this one, of course, uh, his team taking on the Nuggets tomorrow night, but uh, one of these teams could theoretically be his, a Western Conference Finals opponent. Here is Jeff Green with the basketball, dribbles over the left wing, back up top to Harden. Harden switched on to by Noel now. Isolating at the top of the key, going between the legs, step back three. That one's an air ball. <laughs> don't usually see that, especially when, you know, I don't think that was any any particular, that wasn't a particularly good contest from Noel, and Harden still airballed that. That could be a sign of fatigue, but Harden just one of seven from downtown. Here's Schroeder with the basketball. Gets a switch with Harden on him. Schroeder's going to attack. He crosses over, gets to the paint, throws the lob to Noel. The pass was off, though. Noel finds a cutting dort. He fakes a beautiful shot fake, gets two rockets off their feet, and then just lays it in with the right hand. Lou Dort continues to impress on the offensive end here. Uh, that cuts the Rockets' lead down to one. Dort now with 23. Here's Harden driving on Dort. Sh or, uh, Schroeder cuts him off. A lot of contact, no foul, but uh, Schroeder and the Thunder get the basketball. Schroeder kicks it out to Dort, but the ball deflected and stolen by Rivers. Rivers, a tremendous play by Dort. He got back and blocked Rivers. Damn, Tony can't believe it's not a foul. Here's a five on four for the Thunder. Dort's going to take the three off the back of the rim. No good. What a defensive play. It looked like Rivers had an easy dunk. Dort hustles back. Here's Harden. Draws two. Kicks it on the roll to Green. Throws in the corner to Covington. Right wing house. He'll drive down the lane and tries to throw down a right hand flush. Can't get it to go, but he'll go to the line. What an incredible possession by possession sequence of this. Let's see this replay of Rivers. Oh, actually, Dort had nothing to do with it. I mean, obviously, maybe Rivers saw him coming or heard him coming from behind, but Rivers just bonked that dunk. He uh, he jumped and and the ball hit, got caught up on the, the front portion of the rim 
which caused it to, to fall off. So Rivers' struggles continue here as House knocks down the first free throw. But House, with such an aggressive drive there, tried to slam it home with the right hand. As we've got another timeout on the floor with 3.27 to go in the third quarter. Houston 76, Oklahoma City 74 as we are now into a commercial. Yeah, what a absolutely fantastic game this has been. And uh, got to say, I'm, you know, part of me wants the Rockets to win this game because I do think they're going to prevent or present a, a tougher and more, uh, you know, difficult matchup for the Lakers. I think that the Rockets have the capability of forcing the Lakers to go small and, and no longer play their traditional center with the likes of McGee and Howard. And frankly, those two guys are two of the Lakers' top seven or eight players. So if the Rockets advance and, and take on L.A., they've got an opportunity to really test the Lakers' depth. Um, so, uh, whereas, you know, Oklahoma City, they, uh, you know, they like to get in the mid range, but I think the, the Lakers, especially with the length of Davis, uh, you know, and just the overall length of that basketball team would, would cause major difficulties for the Thunder offense. And, you know, uh, it would be fun to see Lou Dort on LeBron James too. That could be, that could be interesting as well. Uh, he is, he is a terrific defensive player. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do think the Rockets would, would provide a, a stiffer test for the Lakers. But I did also predict that the Thunder would win this series, and I, I picked it in seven. And uh, if the uh, the Thunder do pull this out, that would make me eight for eight in the first round. You know, don't want to brag too often, but uh, I would feel pretty proud of, of that, especially given how crazy not only this series, but the, the Denver-Utah series ended up being um, – feel pretty good about picking both the, the Nuggets and the uh, and the Thunder in these series. But still got a lot of basketball to play here. Uh, a little over 15 minutes left of, uh, of regulation time to uh, to decide this one and uh, see who who will get out of this 4-5 series and, and go on to take the the top seed in the West. And frankly after that first game of that Portland Lakers series, you know, the Lakers looked, looked bad throughout the reseeding games and looked bad, especially offensively. I think they shot five of 32 in that game one against, against Portland. But after that, they look, they've looked great. Anthony Davis has looked like the superstar that they need him to be. LeBron James, uh, despite showing a little bit of signs of, of age, you know, he, he um, doesn't quite have the hang time or the quickness that he used to have, but he still is is playing at a pretty high level, uh, both defensively and with his playmaking and, and ability to get to the hoop and, and finish around the rim. As uh, we're back from commercial, they're showing highlights of uh, the Brick Fest that has been James Harden's step back three tonight. Harden. Just one of seven from downtown, two of 11 overall. So for all of the hardened skeptics out there, I don't think this game has has uh, changed their mind at all about his uh, performance in, in big moments in big playoff games. The other thing with Harden you got to factor in, too, is when, when he gets a significant amount of rest, like he did prior to game five and also you know prior to game one, 
he's been really good as Daniel House knocks down the free throw after the uh, the timeout. Here's SGA. He'll hand it off to uh, Schroeder, who finds Gallinari, who is fouled by Daniel House. But, uh, you know, the... I lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get back to the action here. Hopefully that'll come back to me as uh, Schroeder with the basketball at the top throws it right wing. Gallinari three, no good. Rebound Harden. Harden dribbling it up the left sideline. Guarded by Dort. Harden dribbling with his right hand now towards the right side. Now we'll get a screen from House. Gets a, dub a double, actually triple screen to try to get Dort off of Harden. But uh, Dort able to navigate it. Four on the shot clock. Harden's going to take a deep three. That one's well short. Rebound SGA. He'll push it for the Thunder. He throws it left wing. Schroeder fakes the three. Back to SGA. Right wing to Gallinari. Again, didn't look at the rim. Now drives in. Kicks it Schroeder up top SGA. He'll drive past Harden. Puts up a floater from 10 and hits. Beautiful shot from Gilgis Alexander. And he cuts the Rockets lead back down to one. Here's House with the basketball on the left wing, guarded by Schroeder, up top to Green. Green dribbling with his right hand, hands it off to James Harden, and he just throws the ball up. It's, it's going to be an on-the-floor foul, but Houston was in the bonus. And I think that's the right call. It was a bump, and then Harden threw up the shot. But yeah, you don't often, you, you sometimes see a staggered, like a double screen up top, but rarely do you see a triple screen. Uh, but but that is something that, you know, Houston should do a little bit more to try to maybe confuse the Thunder uh, and, uh, you know, send some guys on the roll, some guys on the pop, and, and make it that much more difficult for Dort to, to stick to, to James as the first free throw rattles in and out for Harden. Harden averaging 31.8 points per game in the series, a little bit down from his regular season average. Dort will take a rest now for the Thunder as Harden hits the second free throw. Houston leading at 78-76, 209 to go in the third. Here's Schroeder. He drives past Tucker, gets to the rim, and finishes off the glass with the right hand. That's the first time we've really seen Schroeder use that speed advantage that he has. We've seen that a lot in this series. Here's Westbrook coming back down. Hits a beautiful banker off the glass on the left-hand side from about 17 feet. Here's Schroeder with the basketball. Fakes the three. Guarded by House. We'll get a screen from Gallinari. Picks up his dribble, though. Schroeder to SGA. Back to Schroeder. Oh, 10 on the shot clock. Schroeder. Sizing up, Tucker gets into the paint. Beautiful dump off to Noel, who finishes plus the foul. Back-to-back -back great plays from Schroeder. He has been an X-factor in this series for the Thunder. You know, obviously with Houston and all, it's switching. They just don't have anybody that's quick enough to deal with Schroeder. And when he gets, you know, down north-south and uses that explosive quickness, he can cause some problems. Last possession, getting to the hoop and finishing himself that time, feeding Noel for the traditional three-point play, and Noel can't convert, though. Rebound, Westbrook. Westbrook will dribble it over to the right wing, guarded by CP3. Now will drive left of the free-throw line. Spins into the paint, puts it up with the left-handed in. 
Russell Westbrook with back-to-back -back buckets. And Houston's lead back to two. 115 to go in the third. Here's Schroeder. He'll drive past House. A beautiful fake. Kicks it out to SGA. He had the look from three and passed it up and then traveled. That's the kind of lack of aggression that, uh, um, you know, kind of being in two minds that we've seen from SGA at times in this series. He's just got to take that shot. That's the 17th turnover for the Thunder. Westbrook with the ball on the left side. Finds Gordon up top. Gordon guarded by Gilgis Alexander. Jab steps. Is looking for his three. Now throws it left wing to Russ. Russ drives right. Gets into the paint. Beautiful pass. Jeff Green right corner three and he hits. Russell Westbrook making a very positive impact in this last the, these last few minutes of the third period. As Green has also knocked down all three of his three-point attempts. And the Rockets lead back to five. Here's Paul with the basketball top of the key. Guarded by House. Paul looking for his screen, trying to get House off him. Now he's got Green. Got the matchup he wants. Isolating. Kicks it. Left wing. Schroeder three. That one's way off. Rebound Westbrook. About a four-second differential between the game and shot clock as Westbrook gets it over the timeline into the front court. Westbrook dribbles over the left wing, guarded by SGA. Again, I think this is a matchup that Houston likes. Here's Westbrook. He'll back down. Gets into the paint, kicks it out to Gordon. Five on the shot clock. Gordon drives left. Chris Paul with a beautiful strip from behind. Six seconds on the game clock. Paul, one-on-one -on -one against House. He'll pull up from the free throw line off the back of the rim. No good. And that is the end of the third quarter. What a brilliant game seven this has been so far. Everybody, for the most part, has played well on both sides, other than maybe Austin Rivers. But, uh, you know, everybody in this game has... As, uh, the vast majority of players in this game have played well. The teams have ex executed what they do well. Uh, and uh, This has just been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to, for the last 12 minutes of this one. Again, if you got any questions, uh, anything that you want me to uh, talk about or uh, answer, analyze on, uh, on this uh, broadcast, you can tweet at me, at Garrett Bouguet, that's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-B-U-G-A-Y. And while you're at it, you know, you can give me a follow on there. Also, Duncan Dynasty, D-U-N-K-I-N, and then Dynasty spelled the normal way. That's, uh, that's the name of this podcast. It's, uh, it's also, we also have a Twitter account for that, so you can follow Duncan Dynasty. Uh, we, we release all the, uh, the episode informations as it's coming out for you. You can give, uh, Duncan Dynasty a follow on, uh, on iTunes and, uh, Spotify or whatever podcast player you typically use, although those two seem to be, uh, what, what the vast majority of the public uses. Uh, give us a follow, give us a rating and review. Uh, it's very much appreciated if you can spend just a, a few minutes. If you, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, just writing a few, uh, kind words uh, about it. Uh, of course, my co-host Corbin Ford can't join me, uh, couldn't join me tonight, but uh, uh, the two of us have a have a lot of fun talking about uh, the the NBA at large, and and uh, he'll be back on the pod in a short period of time. And again, I think we'll uh, we'll be trying to uh, get him on to do one of these league pass radios, one of these live play by play broadcasts as my color commentator in the future. I think that would be a lot of fun. I know Corbin uh, is excited about that prospect. But uh, we're back from the from the commercial break here. They're showing Oklahoma City's clutch performance this season. And uh, 
you know, I would say you've, you've got to be pretty pleased. You know, if you if you consider the Thunder the underdog in this series, you've got to be happy as we're, we're going back to commercial here. Uh, you've got to be pretty happy with with where they're at. It's a five point game. You know, if it can be within a five point game in the last couple of minutes, put the pressure on Houston to execute down the stretch. You know, the Thunder have been the better basketball team in close games, in the closing moments. They've been the best clutch team in the NBA all season long. If they can give themselves an opportunity to just do it one more time, uh, I certainly am all for it. I'm hoping it happens. I think it'll be a, a really fun situation. And, yeah, if we can get anything as crazy as the ending we had last night, uh, it's going uh, to be pretty exciting. So uh, might as well, um, over the next commercial break or so, get the uh, Milwaukee-Miami Heat box score and, and see if I can notice anything in that game, anything interesting uh, that uh, I could talk to you guys about. But uh, we're back from commercial, so next commercial I'll talk Heat Bucks and, and some of the uh, statistics from that game, too. Again, a Miami Heat 116-114 victory. As Oklahoma City has the ball going from right to left to start the fourth quarter, Paul with the basketball left wing up top to Schroeder. Schroeder drives into the paint. Step back jumper from the free throw line off the side of the rim. Again, Schroeder's jumper has been off the mark most of the night. Here's Westbrook with the basketball. He's going to he wants to attack Schroeder, backing him down, getting to the bucket, puts it up, no, and he is going to be called for the foul as uh, he knocked down Gallinari on the rebound. Houston 85, Oklahoma City 80, 11:37 to go in the ball game. James Harden taking a break at the moment. Here's Paul crosses over Tucker, gets to the bucket, puts spin on the uh, put spin on the reverse layup and gets it to go. I apologize if you heard some sound there as I was loading up the box score for Bucks Heat and an ad popped up. Uh, Eric Gordon with the ball at the top of the key. He drives right of the lane, puts it up off the glass and in with the right hand. He got that one over the outstretched hands of Adams. Houston 82, Oklahoma or Houston 87, Oklahoma City 82. Here's Schroeder with the basketball, thinking about three, driving right, gets into the paint, finds Adams. He'll kick it back out left side to SGA. He gets a screen. SGA now switched on to by Green. He's isolating. Seven on the shot clock. He'll drive left. Picks up his dribble. Kicks it to Schroeder. Into the corner to Paul. And he stepped out of bounds. Again, we saw that earlier in the game with Darius Baisley when guys try to uh, to push off right along the sideline there. There's not a lot of room. And uh, Paul stepping backwards and then stepping out of bounds. So Eric Gordon will inbound it on the in the backcourt and will get it into Russell Westbrook. Westbrook will dribble it into the front court, gets it to Gordon at the top of the key, guarded by Schroeder. Hands it back to Westbrook. Westbrook, guarded by Dort, will cross over, gets to the hoop, puts it up and in. Dort, who uh, typically doesn't get beat that easily off the dribble, Gets beat with the click quickness and explosion of Westbrook there. And the Rockets lead back up to seven. Here's Chris Paul. Gets into the paint. Kicks it out. Dort left wing. Back to Paul. Paul guarded by Covington. Into the corner to Dort. Dort crosses over. Westbrook gets to the hoop. Puts it up. No, but draws the foul. 
Again, that's what you like to see if you're a Thunder fan from Lou Dort, not settling for the jumper, attacking the basket and making something happen. And Westbrook, you know, despite the struggles in the last two games, has looked very explosive. You know, he looks as good as ever as an athlete. Uh, just has, uh, has been a little rusty with his passing, his shooting, of course. Dort with the jumper, or with the first free throw, I should say, and knocks it down. But, you know, you got to say that Westbrook, over the last uh, little bit, the end of the third, and here to start the fourth, has, has, uh, has provided a spark for the Rockets. And, and it's been good. You know, the, the Rockets have been good with Harden on the floor. It's been the non-Harden minutes that have really cost him in this series. So far, it's been okay as Dort knocks down the second free throw. And the Rockets lead down to five. Here's Westbrook with the basketball, dribbling to the free throw line, drives right of the lane, maintains his dribble, guarded by Adams, will pull up short corner from 18 feet. No, but Daniel House is there for the putback. A huge offensive rebound again with the Rockets going small. They don't get a lot of those, but they've had a couple big ones in this game. Here's Paul, drives right pass, coming and gets in the paint. Another great cut from Dort from the right corner, and he gets the pass and finishes with two hands. Lugans Dort having a terrific offensive performance here. Here is Russell Westbrook dribbling down the right sideline, posting up against Schroeder, passes it to Green, back to Westbrook. Westbrook backing down. Turns, now fires it back to Green. His three, that's well short. Fight for the rebound. Dort comes up with it. Covington dives for it. He's got to be very careful he, he doesn't pick up his fifth. Here's Paul. Pull up three. Is good. CP3, the point god has cut the Rockets' lead down to two, and uh, he says we're going to cycle through this all fourth quarter. I'm here for you, Thunder fans. What a shot as Jeff Green just backed off a little bit. Chris Paul just walks up and hits it. Nothing but net. What a great game we've had, and, and what a great finish it looks like we're set up for here in this one. As I mentioned at the last uh, timeout, I would I would look over the box score from the the Heat and Bucks and see if I noticed anything. You know, Giannis had a great game, 29 points, seven or 14 rebounds, 10 of 18 from the field, even you know nine of 13 from the free throw line is not bad for Giannis. Uh, but uh, the Greek freak was a minus seven in his 36 minutes, surprisingly. Brooke Lopez. 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from downtown. He was a plus 12 in his 32 minutes. He had 16 points. Middleton finished with 23, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, 6 of 15 from the field, 11 of 12 from the line. So, you know, you talk about the Bucks' top three guys. They all seem to perform well offensively. Bledsoe, 6 of 14 from the field for 16 points. You know, it, uh, it doesn't appear to be a big problem with the offensive end, although Matthews was two for eight, Marvin Williams one for six, and Pat Connaughton one for four. But George Hill went five of nine. He had, uh, he had 14 points in his 26 minutes. But, you know, this is a defensive loss for the Bucs. Let's, uh, let's take a look at, you know, the Bucs shot 43.5% uh, from the field. They got to the line 39 times and hit 33 they did struggle from three, just seven of 25, so that is something. But, uh, you know, again, uh, decent two-point percentage, really good from the free-throw line. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's the defensive end. They, uh, they, they, they can't stop the heat right now, and especially Goran Dragic. Dragic with 23 points, eight of 18 from the field, four of eight from downtown, three of four from the line, 
five rebounds, four assists. And again, I, I, I noticed this immediately in game one, but he's got that floater, that little push shot that he can hit from about 10 to 15 feet. And he's very comfortable taking it. Typically floaters, you know, aren't that efficient of a shot, but Dragic is, uh, has made it pretty efficient so far in the first two games. And that really has eliminated the shot contest and the, the interior defense of the Bucks to a certain extent. Butler, you know, Three of eight from the field, just 13 points, but he did get to the free throw line eight times. You know, the Bucks also, you know, a, a part of why their, their defense was so stingy is not only are they denying opponents points in the paint, they're denying anything at the rim. They're also, you know, limiting attempts at the free throw line. And Miami got to the line 32 times, made 25. Uh, the Heat also only committed 10 turnovers whereas the Bucks committed 14. So Miami, their offensive system, as we're back from commercial, their offense, offensive system and, and their players just playing a, a cleaner basketball game. But you've got Kelly Olynyk hitting three of four from downtown off the bench. Tyler Hero has, has looked like a veteran despite being a rookie. He was six of 13, three of eight from downtown. He had 17 points. So, uh, you know, the Heat getting uh, solid production. All of their starters scored at least 13. Uh, Jay Crowder, 4 of 12 from downtown. So just getting solid production from the whole roster. As uh, coming out of the timeout, here's Houston with a basketball. Here's Gordon right wing. Tries to throw a cross court, stolen by Paul. He finds Schroeder. He'll get down to the paint, puts it up with the left hand and in off the glass on the left side. And we are knotted up at 91, 8.55 to go. Here's a screen for Westbrook. Westbrook guarded by Schroeder on the left side. He'll get another screen from Covington, switched onto by Bailey, actually, actually trapped, kicks it up Covington. The Rockets swing it. House gets an open look from the right wing for three. That's short. Rebound by CP3. Paul awaiting a screen from Dort. He'll get it. And uh, Gordon able to stick to him, so Paul will call another screen. Now he gets the matchup he wants with Covington. Ten on the shot clock. He backs it back out. Top of the key. Crosses over. Pulls up from three. He hits it again. Chris Paul with a couple of threes here in the last minute. And the Thunder have the lead at 94-91. Here's Westbrook with the basketball. Guarding, guarded by Schroeder. We're going to call it's uh, uh, Westbrook knocked Schroeder over, but it's a, a blocking foul. Westbrook not pleased. He thought that was a flop. Or maybe Schroeder did something after the contact. I'm not sure. You know, Schroeder has, has done a few things of... Uh, you know, that, that would be deemed dirty throughout this series. As Westbrook's going to take a seat here as Harden checks back into the ballgame. But I believe that's just going to be a blocking foul and Rockets basketball on the far sideline as we've got some maybe some more chirping between Harden and Dort. Yeah, I agree. That's a flop. Um, oh, Schroeder, Schroeder took the ball out of Westbrook's hands. That's nothing. Uh, Harden drives past Dort, puts up a floater on the left baseline and gets it to go. Tough shot, but uh, Harden able to convert and the Thunder lead down to one. Here's Chris Paul with the basketball again. They're going to call for uh, Covington to switch. Paul finds Adams under the basket. He kicks it to Dort. No, Adams tips the rebound but can't grab it. And again, that's been a... a, a a thing that we've seen over and over in this series. Here's Harden with the basketball left wing up top to Covington. Dort. Now they're they're trying to switch, but Adams didn't realize it. That leaves Covington open at the top of the key, and he hits the three. 
Poor play by Dort. He wanted to get back on Harden so bad, he just left Covington wide open and, and didn't communicate with Adams. Here's Paul with the basketball now, guarded by Covington. He's got the matchup he wants. Let's see if he goes for another pull-up three. Paul drives left this time, gets into the paint, gets all the way to the hoop, and he draws the foul on Covington, and I believe that's going to be Covington's fifth personal foul. So a big play there, and again, I mentioned it when, when Covington picked up his fourth. Uh, they, it was a precarious situation because I, I knew the Thunder were going to go to this. They were going to attack Covington, and and Covington likes to take those gambles. He likes to get steals. He likes to get blocks, and occasionally that aggressiveness backfires, and, and Paul able to draw that foul, and he knocks down the first free throw. And Covington has been so crucial on both ends of the floor for the Rockets. If he fouls out, uh, it's it's not going to be good for Houston as Paul hits both. And we are knotted back up at 96. 7.07 to go in the fourth. Here's Harden with the basketball. Gets a screen from Covington. Again, doubled by Baisley and Dort. Back to Covington. He fakes the three. And then kicks it back out to Harden. Ten on the shot clock. Another screen. Another double. Pick and pop to Covington, fakes the pass, and hits another three. The Rockets have killed the Thunder with that action, using Covington as the screener, and he has nailed that pick and pop over and over tonight. Paul tried to come over, but he didn't fully commit. Covington pass faked him and then got the look. 99-96, Houston with a three-point edge. Paul throws it on the left block to Adams. He'll post up a jump hook from 10 feet. Not a good shot. That is not Adams' game, and a poor possession there for the Thunder. Here comes Houston. Here's Harden with the basketball. Gets a screen from Covington. Step back three, off the rim. Rebound, Paul. Paul will push it, gets it to Schroeder down the left sideline. He'll cross over on Harden, gets into the paint, kicks it out, Baisley. Baisley back up top to Paul. As we approach the six-minute mark of the final period, Paul guarded by Gordon. This hasn't been as great of a matchup for Paul, but he blows past him this time, tries to kick it in. Ball tipped out to Schroeder. He fakes the three, kicks it. Baisley left wing three. Short. Fight for the rebound as Dort comes up with it, but then throws it away. Oh, we've got, what do we have here? We've got uh, a situation where uh, Scott Foster came in and called a foul, I believe. Harden looks perplexed. I didn't see it on live action. Hopefully they'll give us a replay here. So Dort going for the rebound. Oh, Harden just pushes Dort. Yep, that's an obvious call, and that's why Dort was falling out of bounds and had to attempt that desperation pass. Great call by Scott Foster on the other side of the floor as we've got a timeout. And we're now at commercial. So the Rockets leading at 99 to 96, 552 to go in the final quarter. For the Thunder, you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, I've I've thought about this all series long that the, the Thunder have just not been able to get, you know, they, they've got four great offensive players in Gallinari, Paul, Gilgis Alexander, and uh, and the likes of Dennis Schroeder and. They have failed to have a game where three of the four of those guys really has it going. Uh, I guess this is this might be the closest to it because Chris Paul has 19 on five of 10 from the field, uh, and three of six from three, and six of six from downtown. Also, Chris Paul has a triple double. He's got 10 rebounds, 12 assists, and two steals in this ball game. 
But uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has provided uh, more than he has for most of this series. He's got 16 on 5 of 7 shooting. And then Dennis Schroeder, a, a respectable 5 of 12, 2 of 5 from 3. So not bad for him. He's got 12 points on on the 12 shooting possessions. Um, and I, and I see, but, but Gallinari has just been completely silent. 4 points, 2 of 6 from the field. Eight rebounds, but uh, no steals, no blocks, four turnovers. You know, the Rockets did a good job of double-teaming him, and, and Gallo did not do a good job of dealing with that. But uh, I suppose, you know, the 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 production you didn't expect is from Lou Dort, who's got 27 on 9 of 19 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3, 4 of 6 from the line. He's also got four rebounds, two of them offensively, and a big one right there prior to this timeout that drew another foul on James Harden, which was his uh, fourth personal. So, you know, this has been the closest game where the Thunder have had most of their guys playing well. Um, but, uh, you know, you look at a guy like Steven Adams, he's got just four rebounds in the game. Um, he is four of six from the field, but just three offensive rebounds. You know, he's got to be getting upwards of seven or eight when he's going up against nobody that's taller than 6'7", to, to truly provide offensive value there. Uh, but, uh, you know, speaking to the Rockets, Russell Westbrook has has, has been uh, kind of the savior, as, as well as Robert, uh, Robert Covington and Eric Gordon. All of them have played well, but James Harden has really struggled. He is 3 of 14, 1 of 9 from 3. He does have 8 assists, and he has set up probably four or five of Covington's six threes. But, uh, you know, in terms of Harden's own offense, he's only got 15 points and has, has been pretty inefficient. So we're back from commercial. Out of the timeout, the Thunder will get possession. And again, the, uh, the, the play was uh, Lou Dort getting a hustle offensive rebound and Harden pushed him from behind as he went to grab it. Great call from Scott Scott Foster as Dort will inbound it on the near sideline. 5.52 to go in the fourth. Dort gets it into Schroeder. Schroeder guarded by Westbrook. He'll get a screen from Baisley. He'll hand it off to SGA. Now he's got Harden on him. SGA drives into the paint, bumps Harden off him, pulls up from 15, no good. Rebound by Harden who was on on the floor and he grabbed it. And uh, he'll bring it up for the Rockets. Dort guarding Harden here as, again, the Rockets are going to play this uh, uh, pick and pop with Covington, but this time the Thunder switch with Baisley. Harden throws it left wing to Westbrook. His three, no good. Thunder will be content with that as a Schroeder with the basketball dribbles it over the timeline, over the right wing. He'll drive past Tucker, gets all the way to the hoop, but the ball goes halfway down and out. Tough break as that one seemed like that was going to roll in for Schroeder. Here's Harden with a basketball on the left wing. He'll drive past Baisley, kick it up top to Westbrook. He catches it on the move, nearly throws it away, but West, but uh, Harden picks it back. Harden, step back now, throws it left wing to Covington. Good D by Schroeder. Here's Gordon. He'll take a deep three. No good. Covington hustling. Got his hand on it, but can't come down with it. The Thunder have a five on four here. Here's Schroeder with the basketball, throws it up top to Dort. Dort again, shoots the three, and hits! Lou Dort ties the game at 99, and that is, I believe, the sixth three for Lou Dort. And all the while, Chris Paul and Gallo getting a little bit of rest for the Thunder on the sideline here. 
Here's Harden with a basketball. Throws it to Westbrook on the left side. Pulls up over Schroeder. Can't convert. He thought he was fouled. Here's SGA. He'll walk it up to the left sideline. Getting a screen from Adams. Now backs it up. Guarded by Gorn. A beautiful crossover move. Throws it up to Adams. Adams wasn't ready to score, but he grabs it. He pulls it back out, picks up his dribble, hands it off to SGA. Seven on the shot clock, switched on to by Tucker. SGA crosses over, steps back, three ball. That one's well short. Adams fight for the rebound. He throws it back to SGA, and he gets it, but we've got a shot clock violation, although it looked like that may have grazed the rim, that SGA shot, which would mean that the Thunder get a reset of the shot clock at 14. It's hard to tell, but from live view, I thought it grazed. And let's see. Absolutely. Yes, it did. So it should be Thunder basketball here. Although now D'Antoni is alerting Scott Foster that it might be a backcourt violation because Stephen Adams grabbed the ball, and threw it into the backcourt. And I believe that's going to be the call. Now, if it was a control, I believe it's because it's a controlled tip that it is a backcourt violation, whereas if he just tapped it, I think they could go into the backcourt and get it. But because he actually got a palm to it and controlled it and threw it, that is technically possession, and therefore it's a backcourt violation. So good refereeing there, and, and D'Antoni doing a good job of getting in Scott Foster's ear and, and getting the call to go his team's way. 99-99, 3.51 to go in the fourth quarter. Harden gets the inbound from Covington. Again, they're going to run that Harden-Covington pick and roll as uh, they're able to keep Dort on him here. Harden drives to the line, to the lane, gets all the way to the hoop, lays it up and in with the left hand. He took a shot to the face, too. And so, again, he's a little bit behind the play. Here's Dort gets it to the free throw line, back out to Gallinari, back to Dort, down the baseline. He gets pummeled, but no call. Here's SGA. He drives to the free throw line, puts up a floater. Great defense by Eric Gordon, blocking that shot and collecting the rebound. Here he drives into the paint and then throws the ball away, and we've got an offensive foul as Gordon, a little bit out of control there, is going to be called for the charge. I'm not sure if the uh, if the Thunder player was actually uh, was actually set there, but uh, Gordon was a little bit out of control. As it's Gallinari that steps in, and I don't really like that call. <laughs> he didn't take the hit to the chest. It was almost like Gallo had to stick out his right arm to make it seem like there was contact there. But honestly, I think that should have been a no call, and it would have been a turnover anyway. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't think Eric Gordon is in any sort of foul trouble. As a, yeah, that was just Gordon's second. We've got a timeout here. But I just love the way Lou Dort is playing offensively here. He's got 30 points now, 10 of 20 from the field, 6 of 11 from 3, 4 of 6 from the free throw line. And again, not only has he knocked out the threes, but he's also been uber aggressive catching it and driving. He made, uh, you know, he's made great plays to set up his teammates. And again, if you're going to ignore a guy, like at, at some point when he's got the basketball and he's driving towards the rim, you have to start respecting him. 
and uh, that opens things up, and, and that allows the, the Thunder offense to, to maintain a flow during this ballgame. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a great performance offensively from Dort. As I don't know if we have a challenge here or not, but they are uh, showing the replay of this call. And it uh, it really should be, in, in my mind, that should be a, a no call, just a play on. There wasn't even that much contact. And Gallo actually did the thing a lot of defenders do when they're trying to draw fouls where, uh, or draw a charge, I should say, where they actually push off of the offensive player to then get momentum to fall backwards. So it appears this was a challenge from D'Antoni, and I think it it could be a good one. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know what the refs will decide if, if they say it's not a block because the pass was intercepted. So uh, Chris Paul becoming the oldest player with a triple-double in a Game 7 of a playoff series in NBA history. Breaking the previous record of LeBron James, who was 31 years of age. Chris Paul is 35. Just so impressive. Paul and Dort have both been phenomenal for the Thunder. And frankly, to all of all of the uh, the people, you know, with the with the Westbrook Paul discussion, you know, both of them have played well. Russ has been has been pretty good. He's only got two turnovers. He's got a couple of assists, nine rebounds, nine of seventeen from the field, uh, twenty points for Russ. So Westbrook has played a good game. Chris Paul has played, I would say, a great game. Um, and uh, yeah, we we've had good performances across the board. The only the the unfortunate thing for the Thunder is Gallinari has uh, has kind of laid an egg here, and uh, also Dennis Schroeder five of thirteen now he missed his last one so he's slowly you know he, I think he was five of sixteen in game six so he's uh, you know not he hasn't been as efficient as I think uh, the Thunder would like. So Scott Foster is explaining the call, but uh, not sure. Uh, I, again, I've got my TV muted for this, so um, Gordon is shaking his head, so he's not happy with the final decision, it doesn't sound like. I don't know how you can stick with that being an offensive foul, to be honest. Um, I think, if anything, uh, yeah, and Houston has charged a timeout, so I believe their challenge was deemed unsuccessful. But to me, that's just a, a no call and a turnover, and that should have sec uh, that should have technically, even if it's even if it's a no call and just a turnover as opposed to an offensive foul, I think that should have been a successful challenge. But uh, nonetheless, we'll play on as the the Thunder get the basketball down to 3:15 left in the fourth. Here's Paul driving right, beautiful step back on Gordon, but then Gordon gets with great hands able to strip it. Paul actually created the separation on multiple occasions, but just maintained the dribble, and eventually Gordon able to poke it away. Here's Westbrook. He drives in a beautiful reverse righty layup, but can't get it to go. Rebound Adams. He'll get it to Paul, who throws it to Schroeder. Schroeder down the left side. He has his layup blocked by Harden out of bounds. I've been relatively impressed with Harden's defensive intensity in this game and, and in this series, frankly. 
especially after, uh, you know, the, the first couple games. Here's Paul. Will inbound it to Schroeder. He pulls up the jumper from the left side. That's short. Schroeder now 5 of 14, and it's a foul on the Thunder. I mean, again, I think if the Thunder end up losing this series, a lot of it's just going to come down to, you know, you, you need at least three of the four offensive players in, in Gallo, CP3, SGA, and, and Truder to play well. And, and most games, multiple of them have played poorly. And in this game, Gallo and Truder have both, you know, not been that great. As the ball is thrown into uh, James Harden on the right side, he's going to back down on Dort, 12 on the shot clock, hands it off to Tucker, back to Harden, into the corner to Westbrook. He gets a beat on Truder, can't finish though. Rebound, Adams. Adams will get it to Schroeder. Schroeder will push it up the left wing. Schroeder kicks it left corner. Dort thought about the three, passed it back to Schroeder. Now he's thinking about it. Now we'll get a screen from Adams, get switched to with Covington. He'll drive past, gets to the hoop, can't finish. He thought he was fouled, but no call. And now Schroeder at 5 of 15 from the field. Here's Gordon with the basketball as we approach two minutes to go in this ballgame. Here's Westbrook left wing, guarded by CP3. He's backing down, getting into the paint. Throws it right corner. P.J. Tucker, three, rattles out. Covington with a huge board, can't get it. Fight for the rebound. Paul comes up with a, a couple of golden opportunities for the Rockets, and they fail. Here's Schroeder into the left corner. Shea Gilgis-Alexander drills the corner three. And OKC is up 102-101. What a crazy sequence as the Rockets had multiple opportunities, couldn't convert, and it leads to a three-pointer on the other end. The Rockets will get it in to Harden. 139 to go in the fourth. OKC 102, Houston 101. Here's Harden with the basketball on the right wing, guarded by Shea. He'll drive left, gets the line to the lane, kicks it out. Tucker will get another look, now fakes the three. Pulls up from 10 and hits the floater. Not a shot you see often from P.J. Tucker, but he hits the clutch bucket there, and the Rockets retake the lead at 103-102. It's Paul Schroeder, SGA, Adams, and Dort on the floor for the Thunder. Pick and pop to SGA, right wing to Schroeder, back to Paul. He's got Gordon on him. They're going to set a screen. Paul gets doubled back to SGA. Russ just set randomly doubles. SGA gets the free throw line, kicks it out. Schroeder fakes the three, steps in, puts it up short. Fight for the rebound. And can someone grab it? Gordon finally does. Rockets up one, 55 seconds to go. Gordon gets trapped at the half-court line, and he loses it. Picked up by CP3. He'll drive into the paint. Pulls up from 10. Short. Fight for the rebound. Covington gets it. 42 seconds to go. Timeout, Mike D'Antoni and the Rockets. What a crazy last couple of minutes in this one. And the Rockets will have possession with a one-point lead. Both teams with great looks as Chris Paul got to his spot going right, had about a 10-footer, but uh, you know maybe just a little bit of fatigue there as he came up short on that one. But boy, oh boy, has this been exciting down the stretch. Dennis Schroeder now 5 of 17 from the field. So when you talk about the combination of Schroeder and Gallo going a combined 7 of 23, that might be why the Thunder uh, won't pull this one out, although they're still right in it here. <laughs> but... Uh, 
uh, you know, you, you'd had to have hoped for better performances from the two of them. And down the stretch here, you know, Westbrook has had a couple of looks. He's gotten to the rim on a couple of occasions, but hasn't been able to convert. Uh, but boy, oh boy, has this been, uh, you know, Covington has just been everywhere. Covington now up to 10 rebounds. He's got a couple of offensive rebounds, two assists, three steals, three blocks. And a Covington, Covington still with those five fouls. But what great work from CP3 and Adams pressuring Gordon at half court, drawing the turnover, and and getting Paul that transition opportunity, but he just can't hit it. So let's see if D'Antoni comes up with anything out of the timeout. Let's see if they drew up a good play. Of course, OKC, I imagine, would would uh, have Dort out here to defend Harden. And uh, you wonder also if, if, if the Rockets will go to that pick and pop with, with Harden and Covington that has worked all night. Here's Harden with a basketball. 37 on the game clock, 16 on the shot clock. Isolating at the top of the key. Drives left, gets into the paint, tries to kick it to Gordon, but the ball is deflected by Gilgis Alexander out of bounds. 30.6 seconds left on the game clock, 11 on the shot clock. That time Harden drove in, but the Thunder weak side defenders didn't really help off. Ball inbounded to Tucker, back to Westbrook. Westbrook crosses over, Euro steps, gets into the paint, can't finish with a left hand. Rebound Adams, he'll get it to Schroeder. Schroeder looking for CP3. This is the point guard's time here. Just a one-second differential between the game clock and the shot clock. Let's see how early Chris Paul goes. CP3 nearly turns it over. Picked up by SGA. He spins. He throws it cross-court to Dort. Dort will fire the three. Has it blocked. He gets it back. Tries to throw it off Harden, and it's out of bounds. And Harden jumped out of the way. Not sure why Dort didn't just go up for another shot attempt, but it looks like as crazy as this final sequence has been, that the Rockets are going to win this with a defensive stop, and it's Harden coming from, uh, you know, helping in the paint all the way out to block Dort's three. What an amazing defensive play by a guy that gets a lot of flack for his defensive performances. Now, the other question here is, does, does Harden touch the ball when he's out of bounds, because that would be out of bounds to the Thunder prior to Dort throwing it between Harden's legs. And theoretically, more time would go back on the clock, so I don't know if they're reviewing this here. But if OKC, if OKC has a challenge here, you might as well, they've got two timeouts, you might as well challenge it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see the replay again, because... Harden is out of bounds after he blocks this. He never reestablishes and then maybe touches the ball again when Dort recollects it. So yeah, there's the block. It looks like more that Harden touches Dort's arm. This is this is the key. Does he touch the ball at all or is he touching his No, the we need to see before that is <laughs> is uh did Harden touch the ball? And I guess they're also looking at, did this potentially graze Harden shorts? <laughs> As Chris Paul is, is saying that they're going to use one of their timeouts to challenge the out-of-bounds. To me, the better chance for the, for the Thunder is whether or not Harden actually hit the ball on the, on the steal attempt prior to Dort jumping up in the air. 
right there does he touch the ball? Because if he touches it there, it's out of bounds, and the Thunder have about 2.5 seconds left. Oh, and the other question is, is Dort out of bounds? Dort might have had a foot out of bounds as he jumped up to touch it. Apparently, they put 1.6 on the clock. And uh, it currently on the graphic that ESPN has, it's it's out of bounds, or it's a Houston ball. And actually, yes, it looks like Dort's left foot is also out of bounds. So... If he, he would be the first one to jump up and touch it, then it would definitely be out of bounds off of the Thunder, and Rockets will get it. Uh, but with 1.6, Oklahoma City will theoretically be able to, if they can foul quickly, put the Rockets to the line. And because it's only a one-point game, we'll have an opportunity. They do have another timeout. Even if this challenge fails, they actually had two so they would have another timeout to advance the basketball. But wow, what a closing sequence to this ball game. And it might be, as, 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 as crazy as it is, it might be that the Rockets actually beat the Thunder in the clutch in a Game 7 after losing the previous three clutch games. Uh, what, a, uh, what an amazing conclusion that would be. But a couple of big plays, I mean, P.J. Tucker's floater. I mean, Tucker has not had a good offensive game. He's just one of seven from three. But, uh, you know, that shot fake in the corner, dribbled in, put up about a eight to ten foot floater with his right hand, and he got it to go as we're, as we're back from commercial. It's Houston ball, 1.6. They called timeout, and that's their final timeout. So they've advanced it. So that's the other thing. Houston's got to be able to inbound this. And actually now they're saying 2.7. And that's probably because when Dort initially touched it on, after uh, stepping out of bounds, that's when the, the clock should have stopped. So 2.7 gives the Thunder even more of a chance to potentially foul and still have some time on the other end. Westbrook trying to get it in. There's a struggle here. They finally get into Harden and he is fouled. Harden tried to just throw the ball up in the air to run the clock out, but uh, you know if if uh, Houston were to have anybody at the free throw line, they got it to the man that uh, is a, a, an excellent free throw shooter. And actually, there was a foul. The, the, the Thunder still had a foul to give, so they've got a foul again here, and the and the Rockets still have to inbound it one more time. So two point six went off that possession. Here's the inbound attempt. Westbrook gets it into Covington, and they foul immediately. So. A little bit better, I would say, a, a better alternative for the Thunder in terms of having Covington at the line. And so the Thunder didn't even have to use the timeout to challenge the out-of-bounds call. I think that was just, that automatically happened under two minutes. The replay uh, went to that. So they still have two full timeouts. They're not going to be able to use both, but uh, they've got the they've got at least one, which allows them to advance it. So Covington with a couple of pressure free throws here. The first one is up and rolls in. That hit off the back of the rim and then bounced off the front of the rim and went. So one more for Covington. 
That wasn't the most confident of strokes there on the first attempt. Let's see how he does on the second. And actually, you know, if he misses this, some more time is going to come off the clock for Oklahoma City to get the rebound. Here he puts it up. No good. Gallo gets it, and they call timeout immediately. So the Thunder are going to be down to, with the basketball, 1.2 seconds left in the ballgame. And a three will win it and send them to the next round. So just like last night where Mike Conley had an opportunity, a do-or-die shot to win the series for the Jazz. If he made it, they would have advanced, and because he missed it, the Nuggets advanced. We could have a similar scenario here. The challenge, though, for uh, for Oklahoma City is that, uh, you know, you can't make a pass. You can't really dribble it. You've just got to, you just got to get up into a shot here. But because Covington missed one, they do have the opportunity to, to throw the ball inside. They could try to get it inside to Adams for a look around the basket. And again, he's going to have a size advantage. I wonder if this would be the one scenario where, uh, <laughs> where uh, Mike D'Antoni might put a player in that's taller than 6'7 for this possession, but it doesn't look like it. So 1.1 on the clock after they looked at it. And Oklahoma City still does have another timeout here. If if they don't like what they've got out of this set, out of this play call, they can still call time and, and set something else up. So that is a luxury of having that additional timeout. It's SGA, Schroeder, Paul, Adams, Gallinari for the Thunder. It's Tucker, Westbrook, Covington, Gordon, and Harden for Houston. Schroeder starting in the backcourt. Looks like they're going to try to get him moving towards the basket here. SGA will inbound it on the near sideline. He's looking to throw it in, and they're going to call time. And this is really, I think, a perfect opportunity for Danilo Gallinari. He's had... Oh, wait. Our... Another ref is suggesting that there's a foul call here. But they're going to say a timeout was called first. <laughs> Chris Paul saying, you know, go look at it. Because uh, although a free, you know, you, you would get a free throw and the ball in this situation. <laughs> He's asking why they can't just go look at it. And I, I, don't, I don't understand why they can't review it. Let's see what the foul was. Was it Harden? I'm really not sure what the potential foul call was. I guess Harden did have his arm a little bit around around Chris Paul's waist. The significance there is if Oklahoma City, although they couldn't tie it at the free-throw line, just making one would put them in a position where a two-pointer would win the game. So then, you know, if you're if you're Houston, you've got to respect the two even more than you would. And so what's going on now? So now it looks like the referees are still discussing this. <laughs> man, oh man, what a crazy conclusion this has been. So, still have yet to determine if they've actually changed this and if they're going to call this a foul on the floor. And then, 
the other thing too is couldn't Oklahoma City theoretically <laughs> uh, I guess you can't really challenge a uh, a no call oh no they're gonna call it a foul and it's it's uh, it's Gallinari at the free throw line I'm <laughs> I didn't see what the foul was then. I thought it might have been on Harden wrapping his arm around CP3, but instead it's Gallo. So he's got one free throw to cut this to a one-point game. He puts it up and misses it. Oh, my goodness. Gallinari's nightmare of a night continues. Unbelievable. So it was Eric Gordon. I mean, that seems weak. I, I don't get that, but uh, I guess Rasheed Wallace would say the ball doesn't lie. So here we've got Oklahoma City's second shot at this, and I'm not sure uh, now a timeout is being called. I'm so confused. <laughs> I thought they already used their final timeout, but apparently not. So Gallinari missing the free throw again. I think that would have been that would have been big just in terms of Houston would have been more concerned with the two point make because right now I think Houston's going to be much more concerned with not allowing a three to beat them. Um, and if if Oklahoma City hits a contested two, so be it. But uh, you know if the two would beat you, that makes you have to be a little bit more uh, you know focused on stopping anything near the basket, which could have theoretically freed things up for the, the Thunder's shooters uh, on the outside. But Donovan trying to draw up something. This is where, uh, you know, you've got, hopefully you've got an assistant that specializes in these plays, uh, something that you, I think teams practice this. You've got one second on the clock. What are you going to do here? It's tough. You know, you know in this situation Houston's going to try to switch. So can you potentially cause some confusion here, maybe setting double screens and and having a player slip to the hoop? Uh, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they try to come up with to, to free somebody. There's also the, the ability to just get Gallo the ball and, and allow him to just shoot over the top. It's going to be Adams and he loses it. And that is going to be the ball game. The Houston Rockets win it. 104 to 102 and take the best of seven series four games to three what an amazing basketball game and what a fantastic series this was and we've had some we've had two terrific game sevens to conclude the first round of the NBA playoffs so the Houston Rockets advance to take on the Los Angeles Lakers and what a fun series that should be and for Houston, you've got to be excited, too, at the, th at the idea that, um, you know, honestly, there, there was this uh, possibility that playing a Game 7, if you could win it, might be the best thing for the likes of Russell Westbrook to, to continue to get off that rust, to play at a high-intensity level. And, you know, Westbrook does a good job there of cutting off the pass to Gallinari and then coming in and, and denying Adams, but... It's just uh, it's just frustrating that uh, you know the, the Thunder couldn't have at least gotten a shot off to add to the drama, but um, yeah. So the Rockets will take on the Lakers, and you know the the fact that Westbrook has now uh, you know 
gotten better acclimated. He ended up playing 34 minutes in this game, so D'Antoni has slowly built up Russell Westbrook's minutes load. So now he should be ready to go and, and start and play probably his normal minutes load for, for uh, game one of that potential Lakers series. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. The, the Rockets were tested. They, uh, they were pushed to the limit. They had to play at a high level in this basketball game to win it. And uh, they did just enough, even with Harden struggling a little bit on the offensive end. He makes the key defensive play down the stretch to help the Rockets advance to the next round. And also Eric Gordon finally getting his shot. You know, if, if he starts shooting well against the Lakers, you know, that, that adds a whole other element that uh, would would potentially aid the Rockets' chances of, of pulling off an upset as the four seed in that, uh, in that conference semifinal series. So uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode of League Pass Radio on Duncan Dynasty. Again, if you can, uh, if you can support the show by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, any podcast player of your choosing, uh, rate, review the show. Um, you know, again, if you can give us a few kind words, that would be much appreciated. If you enjoy, if you enjoy the pod, uh, we uh, we're typically going to bring you episodes on uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, as far as uh, some work you can look out for, I uh, you know am, am doing stuff with with Rip City Project. I should have a joint article coming out soon with Stevie Cozens on the top 10 individual seasons in Portland Trailblazers history. So keep an eye out for that. And, uh, of course, Corbin Ford, my co-host, you can, uh, you can follow him and, and you probably hear his thoughts on, on these games, uh, in the near future on his podcast, NBA Today, as a part of the, uh, the Hoopball Network. Uh, but, uh, again, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining. This was a heck of a lot of fun. I thought you, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. But uh, with that, uh, I'll sign off. Again, this has been Garrett Bouguet with Duncan Dynasty. You have a great rest of your day, and uh, enjoy the next week of the NBA playoffs. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.